thanks for coming by the way dude you're just um you're just that you're a, a a person that i can count on in more ways than one and you invited me well not invited me to pride it was a public event but no i invited <laughs> you i wanted you two to be there it i was don't, so well, great to see you there we were pride. sitting around like saturday morning and uh Akron I pulled, Pride. Yeah, for I those pulled who up don't your know. your video, and I was like, "Oh, Ken's doing Akron Pride," and she's like, "It was uh, I don't know, maybe like eleven o'clock," and she's like, "What are we doing today? Let's just go. Let's go to Akron Pride." So we texted some friends because I'm from Akron. Okay, so we texted okay. some friends, and I was like, "Hey, we're gonna go down there, and it's we know the area really well, and it was so much fun. It was also significant, not significantly, but definitely bigger than I thought it was going to be. The amount of vendors that were there. Holy cow! There, there had to be two hundred vendors there. Akron like. means business. They turn out. Yeah. yeah, and there were mm -hmm. thousands of people there. Yeah, um, it was great. I, for our little Buckeye Flame table, we grew our subscription list by almost 4% just on Saturday, wow. which for us is a it's a game changer. That's awesome. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's just incredible and um it was just fun to be on stage and and uh and now I'm in Wilson Phillips. Yeah, you are. And I do want to <laughs> yeah, actually just tell that story now. <laughs> well, I you know, I had to I can't come back to that. I, I can't I had, come back to it. It was a local um a local Akron DJ that everybody seemed to know, uh who's on the radio down there, Nicolina. Uh, Nicolina DJ Diva, who is, is, is on a station down there. And so she was DJing and we just had to kill some time because something was not working out. And so uh, as I was up on stage emceeing, and so I said, well, obviously you need to play Hold On by Wilson Phillips. And she said, yeah, I don't think that anybody's going to know that. I said, yeah, I, I, I think it needs to happen. And so she did. And I took a little bit of video of me singing Hold On and, and uh, you know, turned the camera around. So I was facing... Uh, the crowds, the amassed crowds, and I posted it, and Carney Wilson retweeted it, and so I am now basically in Wilson Phillips, That's which is a dream it's come true. Yeah, it's official. That so, yeah. is almost as good as my boy George <gasps> brush with fame. Do you Whoa. have a boy George brush with fame? Well, first we should mm. tell people who you even are. Yeah, introduce yourself <laughs> and then tell us how you know boy George. I. In it's a great. Order. It's actually a really good story. I'm very proud of it. Um, my name's Lisa Sands. I run the CLE Foodcast, a podcast, only 55 episodes, not anywhere close to guiltless. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? Every, you know how many podcasts that I've either kind of got involved in or tried to launch and just 55, that's kind of a lot. It's oh, a labor of love. You know it is. No, yeah. it is. You, you got to, you're, when you start a podcast, it's kind of cool and it's fun and it's new and your friends listen, your family listens, and then they're like, holy shit, I've heard you talk plenty. Yeah. And then you have to start building it. There's a, there's a, there's a time around episode like 10 to 12 that you're like, all right, yep. I'm not seeing the growth I used to. You have to really kind of stick it's with true. it. And That's it's, where I changed formats. Yeah. That's where I changed formats between 10 and 12. You're talking about your first podcast. Uh, yes. The, uh, this podcast is so gay. This show is so this gay. Show is yes. So gay. Uh, this yes. show is so gay was going to be talking to famous gay people about the news. And then we realized that the famous gay people, they didn't care about the news. They wanted <laughs> to talk about the thing that they were working on. So we pivoted and it was a much better thing. So, yeah. It was. I listened I... to a couple of those today. Oh. Yeah. Oh, did you really? I did. Yeah. No, I really liked your, well, for real, you know, I listened to your episode and I was like, I got to meet Ken Schneck. Like, <laughs> I, I just like, I like your whole essence. I Odds like are what, I'm down here in this basement. I like what you stand for. Um, we're in the, the podcasting lair. It's a great setup. I'm just happy to be here. But so, okay, back to Boy George. Yes. Um, it was during GG9, the gay games. Ah, and 2014. And I, I worked with the, gay gay the GG9 team to do marketing. 
I actually interviewed Lance Bass. Love I, it. I know it was very fun. That was a that was a really great experience. I I was sitting at my kitchen table and I was freelancing at the time and I was I was actually on LinkedIn the moment that this inquiry came in and it was from Ann Ginn who was doing marketing for the gay games and she was like Lisa I got your name from Mickey Burns at channel three you wouldn't happen to you know be interested in doing some marketing for the gay games and I I read this message that came in and I immediately googled gay games because I did not know that they existed yeah absolutely and without question I thought this is just a great project and so I said yes and so that is where the Boy George thing comes in. So uh, during the gay games, uh, Boy George did a concert here in town. It oh, was yeah. for the white party. It was. Um, and uh, so I did a little bit of media and I got to go backstage. And I don't really want to go into the year I graduated high school. However, <laughs> I will say. We're, you're probably not too far off. I don't us. think you and I are too far off, but I think I'm a little bit older than you. I have a birthday and in two weeks. Where she only pointed to you. I though. don't like what just happened, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I don't appreciate the well, hate crime that just happened. Like, Joe looks great. All okay, <laughs> you and I are probably close in age. All Damn I'm going to say is that Boy George and Culture Club, uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? All of that was very instrumental oh, in yeah. my high school years. So You're I... at 86? Yeah, right okay. around there. And so I, I forget why I ended up having to do something backstage. I think we had some winners or some guests or something. And I am a professional person, and I don't. Um, I've worked oh, in radio. You lost your shit. Well, no, I did. I didn't um, because I've learned that celebrities are not all they're cracked up to be. They're very human. I've worked in radio. I've met almost every country artist from the, let's say, the '90s through the 2000s. I know. I know. I hear you, but. Um, so I stand back. I let other people have their fandom. Um, and he was, you know, not too far from going on. And he looked like, you know, he's got his was hat on. Was it at Bounce? And... Is that where it was? No, it was down at, um, like, Jacob's Pavilion or something right. like that. Yeah, That's right. And I was just standing there doing my job and taking pictures of other people with Boy George. And he looks at me and he's like, would you like a photo? And I was like, Fuck oh my yes, God, I would. yes, oh I would like a photo. God. And he took a selfie and he took several of them. And because he's very, like a Polaroid. Um, no, he used my phone. <laughs> Sorry. He used my phone. But he is very tall. He's oh, yeah? a very tall guy. Oh, yeah. He's like 6'3", isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And he's like beautiful. And so anyway, it was it was really like I kind of got in my car and I had that moment of like, I just fucking met Boy George. That would be. Yeah. I didn't go. It was a very interesting. I just moved here. Um, I'd moved mm. here not much before mm-hmm. the gay games. I hadn't been here for a year yet. Um, and I just bought a house. And I remember I wanted because I'm a huge tennis player and I was going to play tennis in the gay games. But it was like $85 to play. And I'm like, yeah, Fuck I'm actually going to not do that. <laughs> uh, but it was very – it's some Cleveland history, which I feel yeah, like you yeah. were integrally a part of. Um, the only gay games to ever turn a profit. Mm-hmm. It's the only gay games that didn't take a loss. It was the first gay games in multiple cities. So it was in Akron and mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first gay games that a sitting United States president addressed the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, president Obama had a pre-recorded message for the Cleveland yep. audience. Um, but a huge At deal the that they ceremonies. didn't take. Yeah. Oh, it was really, I, I didn't really. So cool. Yeah. I, you know, I remember that was, it was a really, it was a pivotal moment for me because I had 
friends that were gay. I knew that it was sort of an important moment mm. in, you know, America, society, and Cleveland. But I just, to this day, I've met people that changed my understanding and my perception of things. And then I feel like I was able to go out and, you know, be an advocate in a better way than I ever could have been. Um, And it it just changed the way I thought of things. It changed the way I thought about things that had been told to me growing up, Mm. you know? And so I was really happy to have had that experience. It was really beautiful. uh, Did you grow up Catholic? I did. Okay. I did too. Um, And this is, I've talked to a bunch of different people about like this kind of, because a lot of people I know grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. The, um, the gay wrong, that was not something that was beaten in my head. What was yours like? Um, I mean, I got the whole Adam and Eve shit and the yeah. whole man and woman shit. Yeah. But honestly, like, there was never a, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen, it yeah. clearly does, but it was nothing that I went to a Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, and it was never something that was really even harped on. I'm curious what yours was like. No, um, I think that, you know, I was of the era when we called things queer just because things were queer, right? We were just like, that's queer. You know, like, we use the words differently, mm-hmm. and we... Um, I don't think I use the word queer until I... I didn't know what it was. Oh, you did? We, queer we in... We were right in, for gay. I heard gay No, stuff. no. Like, do you remember an era where th- something was queer? Like, um, I mean, it's even in the Judy Collins, t- Collins song. Isn't it queer? Right? I mean, like... No, I just remember the garbage song. Oh. That <laughs> <laughs> just happened. There's a song called Queer by Garbage. I don't, uh-huh. I don't think I know it either. No, and, and where did you grow up? Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yeah. Okay. I would say this. Um... I think the way that I grew up understanding it is that someone had um, qualities that were not typical of their gender. Yeah. So you just sort of were like, oh, wink, wink, they're different. I think that was just how it is. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, social media definitely helps because it, it was mm-hmm. just not so. Well, again, like when you're thinking about like high school in like the 80s or 90s, mm-hmm. I mean, there were definitely of more course. gay people than we knew about, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they were closeted. There was a lot right. more fear about it because it wasn't as, it just wasn't as embraced. It wasn't as, you know. It wasn't on TV. Yeah, that's, no. I, that's it. I think it, like, it's not something that was, that you could see. Mm-hmm. And like now, you know, I, you know, I was watching, I was watching uh, season two of uh, Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and there's a, a gay storyline and it's something that's just, I didn't even notice it. I was like, oh, they're hooking up. Sweet. Yep. And I, but that's just something that's kind of normal now. It and, is. Uh, I just think because it's not in front of us then, we mm-hmm. couldn't see it as much. But now with social media, the shows, and then more of an embrace, it's not. I think the younger generation now, which it's not a, it, it's not as, I don't want to say shocking. It's just, it's something that they're coming up with. So it's No, good for I them. think they just Where are, We just weren't exposed to it enough. Yeah. I think they're mm-hmm. just used to. A fluidity and a, sure. and a lack of, a, 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 they don't need to label, which is very interesting to me. I would, I think the thing that I left the gay games with, probably more than anything, was um, just my exposure to families that were super supportive of people, yeah. and, and and which was just so great to see. But the other thing was, I, I don't, I don't want to say the person's name, but. There was a young person. Me to say it? No. (laughs) There was a young person (laughs) that I worked with. um, I like they were an intern or something, and they sat across from me. And um, this individual left a high school in Cleveland, one gender presenting as one gender, Mm -hmm. and then in that summer between high school and college, decided to, you know, really become the person that they felt that they were. And so I, I just got to really 
talk to them about their story and the decision. And I, it taught me that, um, people don't make that decision super lightly or for fun or because it's cool. It's really a part of them. And so I feel like just getting to know people as people and going out and being able to say to people in my family or just anybody who wants to make a flippant comment, I'm like, mm, that's not really how it works, you know? And, and it's, and it's easy to make the flippant comments yeah. because they haven't had those interactions mm -hmm. right like yeah. that's it's just impossible it's impossible to 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 be flippant if you're actually attaching it to a person yeah and this is this is why you know if people and i go back and forth on this because I'm, I'm pretty hardcore on both sides of this like yes of course coming out makes a difference but also there are so many people in the lgbtq community who put pressure on people to come out and i have no tolerance for that whatsoever mm. oh, because that's yeah if you don't have the emotional support or the financial support uh, no, absolutely you should not be coming out if that's yeah. right. if that's not going to be a safe situation for you, particularly, you know, I'm a college professor, so mm, I'm working mm -hmm. with these students, and mm -hmm. it's like, uh, we even in class last night, we talked about how people so dramatically, college first years, change their presentation for family weekend, mm. that they get to college, oh, and they're sure. like, ah, I can, you know, use the pronouns I want to use, and, and, and I'm not code switching when I'm talking about who I'm dating, and, and then hair colors change for family weekend, oh, wow. and voices deepen, <laughs> and, you know, like, it's uh. really, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, it's it's a remarkable thing to see. Um, That's a and, really and to good, teach about. Really yeah. good point. Ken and I actually talked to somebody too. Uh, a guest was sitting where you are, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's a it's a it's a funny way to kind of look at it because she was telling us a story about you know coming out and her family suspected <laughs> and yeah her family suspected and her family was trying to they were watching Parenthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her family suspected and and they they very badly wanted her to, to come out come out mm -hmm. yeah. and. Uh, and, and I think this is, again, not having the experience because I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so great. And then her and Ken were just like, yeah, but it's also it's still not coming out on their terms, mm. which right. someone like me, sure. I, well, I didn't have to do that. So I don't. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. It's just not something that I can understand, you know, and, and even if it's done in a supportive way it can still be done in a wrong way right sure well, and it's a continuous process and the yeah. last thing i'll say about it you know i i even had this moment where i was with uh i had lunch today with my master's students and mm -hmm. and i haven't really spent much time with them and we were talking about my journey into the mm -hmm. field and and at one point i just was much more direct with them than i have been do i think that they know that i'm gay i think so but i still have that moment of like let me be more explicit about this and here's another coming out experience and i've been out for you know 62 years now and so like to have an experience uh over and over see and she didn't so bat an eye and that's what worries me is so you that did, she so you thinks came that out I when you were 15 yeah. no i i did hear that i did hear that <laughs> She's like, well, Joe looks good. That's the point here. I mean, anyway, if that was true, you look amazing. That for ends I will the just gay add. I will just add one show. thing that um, is as a parent. So I'm. Um, I, I have a 28 year old son. No, you don't. I do and oh I don't gosh. like to talk about it. But he's an awesome, awesome guy, and I'm so proud. I was young when I had him. I was like, I was. 12. I was 12 when I yes. had him. Yes. Um, couldn't have an abortion. Couldn't yeah. go across the state line. So okay. I had him, you know? No. I mean, I do call him my pharmaceutical error, to be fair, because oh. he was just a little bit early. Um, my husband was in medical school at the time, so one should know how to take pharmaceuticals to make sure that that doesn't happen. But we, we brought him home on our one-year anniversary. But the point I was going to make is that my experience working with the games um, – 
really prepared me for parenting mm. through if that situation occurred, I just I I just felt really equipped. You know, I I didn't I didn't think it was going to occur. I didn't think it was something that would that I would have to deal with and in in fact I did not. But if um if I if I did have to, I I was ready and comfortable and I don't know. I was just really I was just really grateful. But, you know, from all the religious convention and all the things that were like burned into our brains, uh, my husband and I are both people that um, at the end of the day, we, you know, everybody just needs to be comfortable in their own skin and love is love. And we would love our children no matter what they and, and wanted I'm reading to be or who lines. they wanted to be. So you married a doctor. That's all I heard. <laughs> but that's so I funny because what I, I heard is she's trying to set me up with a 28-year-old, <laughs> which I, I appreciate. It's probably a little young for me, um, but let's we'll talk later. He's uh, dating a bioethics student at Case. So oh, sure, I sure. think Can't we're actually really hoping that that works out permanently because he's once. a bartender at a restaurant. Look at him. He, he's, he got, I always say this though. I go, but he got a five on his AP calc. Um, he's really, he can do anything he wants and he will probably find his way. He's a, he is, you know, it's different he's now. You can, more than I am. <laughs> you can, you can relate to this probably dealing with your, you know, students of, of, of a master student age, um, which of course probably is widely varied now. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of a type of student or an age of student, but you know, um, there's no convention now. I feel like any path is a good path. Uh, and I love that. I love that. Actually at my age now, I feel happy that, I'm just trying to pave the way of what this age looks like for me. And I don't, you know what I mean? Like people my age when I was growing up were like sitting in on porches and rocking chairs and like, you know, like playing cards. That was what they did for like 40 years until they died. Oh, see, I, that's all I want to do now. I, I, that sounds so <laughs> all amazing. All I do today. Um, uh, what restaurant do we then get the discount drinks at? Yeah, where that would be Albatross. Albatross. Oh, we were just talking about that. Albatross. Yeah, his name is Alec, and he's he's usually behind the bar. Alec. You can drop my name. I had a cheese platter there. You can drop my name. Yeah. He's a good I actually guy. Had a I'm gonna day request him next time I go in. You I'm should. Like, I need to speak with Alec. You should. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm Alec. Is everything okay? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> you you promised. are severely lacking in bioethics, Alec. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk to you about. When that. are you gonna pop the question? Huh? <laughs> you start yelling at him. That's and he's right. Gonna have no idea who I am. Yes, oh my God, ex- love you'll that. love it. Well, that's him... cool. Good for you. It's good. Twenty-eight yeah. at Albatross. I like. We were literally just talking about that. Yeah. And on the heels of that, can we take a minute to talk about? How fucking talented everyone in this room is. Mm. The scene stuff just oh came out. And we're all on that list. We, are, we have like you, six nominations I think between us. I w- You're like Beyonce. Yeah, man. I was like going to say, through. you have You're several. Just, yeah, you have. I um, come in last every year in all of my categories. And this year, I'm really shooting for fourth or fifth. Not in what I call the Connie Schultz Award category. Okay, because right. it's just the Connie Schultz Award category. It's just Is like, Laura DeMarco in that one, too? Laura's in that yeah. one as well. Okay, yes, that's I, a tough category. Oh, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. even. That, that I'm even in that category is just ridiculous. Uh, I think me to vote for you for Activism. I think. Are you an activist? You're probably number one in activism. No, no, definitely not oh definitely not no there's friends a, of mine were like definitely vote you know for what try harder there's some, uh, there's some really good <laughs> i know we even had a couple on here there's some real i mean some people that do really good stuff in terms of like activism in, in the city yeah. more than you think too it's and true ken does ken does a lot yeah so i mean it's it's in between that i'm definitely i think you're gonna get the the non-fiction 
Oh, oh no no no! I don't have a. Sh- that's the call. I literally call it the Connie Schultz Award. Really? <laughs> yes, because she's a Pulitzer Prize right. winning wife of a senator, which oh. is do, like the. But fifth do voters thing. But in the Scene Awards know that? Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. Hundred. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How sweet will it be when we dethrone her? Yeah, that's not. It's not. I not. Who's the? Oh, and Rachel Decel. Oh I, yeah. Rachel Decel. Yeah. I would argue Mad is the yeah. best journalist in Cleveland. Her I snatched I her up this. for. Uh, mm-hmm. The Buckeye Flame Board. Yep. Uh, and so she's amazing. Annie Nikoloff yep. uh, just left yes. Cleveland.com and is going to Cleveland Magazine. Yep. And so she's amazing. So, no, it's it's a it's a wonderful group. And I know that Sam Allard or Allard as Allard, Sam Allard, he he's with scene. So I'm sure he couldn't really participate. But yeah. I, oh, I think he's I a talent. I, I can't wait to read some <laughs> massive blow the lid off political expose that he writes in another 10 years i, I mean it's gonna be is, amazing there's no word count it doesn't yeah <laughs> write as much as he wants those those pieces yeah. are so flippant long. i i um i went a few years ago there was a thing called cleveland rising i don't know if we ever talked about this mm, cleveland rising that. Mm-hmm. it was a two and a half day uh cleveland uh imagining workshop yeah. at the at the city City Public Auditorium. Yeah, Shayna Black did that. Oh yeah, Shayna's a great Uh great buddy of mine. What's an imagining workshop? Like it was. Let's take two and a half days and let's have a thousand people get together in the public auditorium, and let's imagine what Cleveland could be, and let's take steps to move. Yeah, no. How were were we not there? Yeah. First of all, because you were doing anything, because I don't leave the house really. Well, so first of all, so many people couldn't go because you know it's two and a half days Mm -hmm. and people work. And then it was discovered that this imagining workshop uh, that the city of Cleveland paid $600,000 to put this on. Uh, $300,000 Case Western University for like facilitation mm. that wasn't mm-hmm. really that good. Mm-hmm. And then $300,000 to the food, which was amazing. And I really enjoyed the food. Yum. Uh, but, but the point being, like, this is, this is what these people do. Do. Um, and I had a point for that, and I don't really remember where no, I was going with you that. Know what, as you were saying that, <laughs> what was... a fun job though to be like the person that convenes that. Oh my gosh, I totally. Sam Howard wrote about it. I, uh... I'm gonna land the plane. There was a point to this. Sorry, uh, Sam Howard. I was circling. Of course, Sam wrote about it. I was it. circling Teterboro for a minute oh, there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So Sam wrote a piece that was so <laughs> scathing, but it was. About how shit hundreds of thousands of words. I don't know what it was. It was easily like four or five thousand words, and uh, every word was brilliant. And every Mm -hmm. you know, because I would read something like that and think, "Sir, you can edit this down." Nope. Every sentence was exactly as it should be, and I, I just yeah, that was the point of that story. Uh, But Sam is wonderful, and I would love to lose to Sam. I love losing to Connie Schultz every year. Doug Tratner, who I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, yeah. I'm going to lose to the guiltless, and I'm already accepted that. We've all emotionally but lost But I the am the only, fe- I realized I was the only female in that category, oh, so that's... I'm going to play the gender card as hard as I can. Wait, can I do that? Because I'm the only male in my category. Sure. Yes, I think you no, totally I think it's can. No, the same. <laughs> I don't, no, no. <laughs> Maybe if you were my, maybe if you were my, you got to be a minority. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think my marketing technique of haven't women done enough is not really the way to really do this one. Haven't we had enough of women? Yes. They I know have I have so much autonomy. When is it going to be my turn? <laughs> yes. You can do hashtag instead of me too. You can do my turn. 
I'm sure it'll really catch on. My nomination, my for choice. the wrong crowd. <laughs> That's going to be it. You're going to draw the wrong crowd with that hashtag. I did see a... Su- I know my That was just such yeah. a great hashtag, my nomination. <laughs> I'm said, doing that. My nomination, my choice is my I, new hashtag. But I just... I'm not going to say it, but there's a bar in town that has... I First of all, I, I think... Hall. No, there's a... Oh. There was a sign for uh, uh, it was after the Roe v. Wade thing. And 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 I think it's totally appropriate and fine if people want to put a sign up that's like, you know, pro Roe or whatever. But there was a sign that said, I I kid you not, abortion forever. And I just I I was sitting there having my drink and I was looking at the window going. Abortion forever. That's. Maybe it's the marketing person in me. I was like, I'm not sure I would have ever well, been it's like. It's not a great slogan. It is not yeah. a great slogan. I think it. It's just a. It's just a very. I mean, pro-choice has worked for so long. Why are we abortion forever? Why are we trying to break? Yeah, I don't know. Bro- I mean, I understand, but also I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't think I'd want that on a T-shirt. Abortion forever. I feel like that just says something different. So what? What was we, the? Oh, you don't want to say the bar. I don't want to say the bar. Wait, so as uh, a marketing person, yeah. was my hashtag, my nomination, my choice? Was I love effective? it. I think okay. it's great. Good. Like, I'd we should get that, t-shirts made. I'd wear that shirt. What about, like, up. hashtag rebuild the glass ceiling? No, that's not <laughs> good either. That's not going to work. I, I don't think me campaigning and selling down in this category is going to go well. All I know is immediately <laughs> upon leaving here, I'm going to vote for you in every oh, category. Oh, that's very I don't nice. shit. Rebuild the glass ceiling. <laughs> It would throw everybody off. This is where I have to remind myself I have tenure. Well, so, yeah. so you, it'd be like that fire festival thing where you see the orange square and you stop. Someone would see rebuild the class ceiling at the very least. You're going to get in some conversations. So right. Be like, I don't think like you are thinking that it's the same thing that I think that means. And this is the kind of shit that they dig up when you run for office. Oh. They're like, yeah, but on, on, I was a, disqualified on a 2022 from podcast, yeah. he said rebuild the class yeah. ceiling. I was disqualified from office in seventh grade <laughs> and there wasn't social media oh. then, so the, are, are, how happy are you that there wasn't social media i mean like just you know it's it's oof. not like it wasn't like i was doing anything i was doing like what i mean i was just drinking doing goofy shit but yeah i mean it's still nothing i want to document it i'm thrilled no it social media. i i i have a love-hate relationship with social media like i, I for a living in marketing I love to hate it in mar- right in marketing communications for the last you know 12 15 years it's been it's been a, a tool in the toolbox right we we've gotta we've gotta do it as even despite my age i've been an early adopter an early user of technology you gotta stop leaning on your age you look great by the way i know well thank you i feel 38 great years old and i came in super sweaty which is even i mean better i'm but super sweaty too and i've just you, been sitting you here were... waiting for you so i mean what's my excuse had her son at her bar mitzvah yeah, yeah. right her no i know but um no bar, right? i just I of course I, it is and i'm jewish and you both are catholic and i got it wrong go ahead i just feel like I'm just not sure. I spend a lot of t- an inordinate amount of time thinking about, like, is it is it really something that has furthered us as a society? Mm. I think about that a lot. We like, it's really, it's great for the like small businesses or whatever. You know, it's just this free thing. You know, but um, I just think about t- time wasted. I think about the you know mental health of people thinking that lives. And, and are perfect. You that's know. the piece. It I is. Mean, it's really gross. Well, that's, that's the ongoing the yeah. curation. Going on yeah. When you look at uh, 
Uh, yeah, because when you think about that, like say a, a new bar or restaurant opens down mm-hmm. the street. I mean, now they have an avenue to it's really blast out there super to their community. Like if it opens mm-hmm. up in Lakewood, they can go to the Lakewood community yep. page and say, we're opening up. Here's what we are. Here's what we're about. Please come check us out. You can open your own page. People can search. You can add hashtags. It's amazing. You, you, there's a lot of different ways you can do marketing mm-hmm. where back in the day you're handing out flyers. It's word of mouth. You're totally. Trying to, you're taking out an ad in the fucking paper. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's stuff like that. But yeah, obviously. The Who does that? Where Except for the scene readers. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think philanthropically the ease at which my nieces and nephews are able to just or or me like to put a fundraiser up for the buckeye flame and and raise thousands of dollars in Mm -hmm. a couple days off of a facebook post that right we used to let's put all of us in the same group remember when we would do like the 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 1k and we had to get people to sponsor us for like a <laughs> mile or something and it was on the piece, on of, a paper. piece of paper and and mm-hmm. and the expectations that my nieces and nephews have of the fundraising of like mm-hmm. well you didn't give 50 dollars yet excuse me you haven't even walked a mile yet and i don't have <laughs> a sheet of paper right so there there are pieces like that the the connection mm-hmm. the you know we can argue till the end of time yeah. like and if they're, they're getting real news but they are more connected to at least what's going on and then flip side of that it's also easy because of social media mm-hmm. to scam people to do stuff yeah like mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. i mean it's just there's always going to be a, a, a totally there's there, there's going to be a, a good and a bad of each one of these arguments i, I think obviously that there's some incredibly good things that, that have come mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. um and yeah of course bad but bad things are always going to come with any yeah. type of progress and we just kind of have to True. hopefully we can properly siphon through the bullshit and kind of get the, the good out of it so mm-hmm. which i don't think we've done i'm grateful though <laughs> that i didn't grow up oh. with that being that. A, a deterrent I'm so happy. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean i just you know growing up when we did you know you went out and you were gone all day and your parents really didn't know where they were where you were my dad would like whistle like a big i can't even do it like the big whistle like <laughs> yeah, where you yeah, put yeah. your fingers in your mouth and that's when i knew to come home for dinner and i didn't really like my family so i was like gone all day and then i'd come home for a meal and then i'd go back out they didn't know where i was at any moment they didn't check it in it wasn't you know, right, I, right? I, same. I left the house Wild. at 8 a.m and i came back at like 10 at like in the summertime i came back at like 9 yep. or 10 yeah we played in woods we played in places that now like i don't know how you i don't know i just it's it's just it's weird i that's i think that's part of that's part of like sort of a midlife right is kind of looking back and then looking forward and thinking like wow you know like does every does every generation does every group does do we all think that the way we grew up was great you know it's kind of Mm. like you look back and you're like Man, music from the '80s that was the best. And then, but people in the '90s think that that shit was good. And you know, like well, the people is... in the '90s have a point. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> but like the, uh, and I don't want to bag on the '80s. There's some really just oh, uh, the popular the movie. The popular music in the '80s is what was really, really bad. Uh, oh, like but there's what? Some, but there's like some, what? Like hair bands or what? Yeah, like, for sure. Oh. But there, there were some really good bands that started in the '80s. Yeah. Chili Peppers started in the 80s. Metallica started in the 80s. Faith No More started in okay. the 80s. Public Enemy started in the 80s. I mean, so there's some really, really, really good ones. But, yeah, I mean, the stuff that got kind of grabbed and, like, thrown out in, like, the mainstream were pretty bad. Mm. To me, it, it was never about the music. I'm the youngest of four, and mm-hmm. so I was never in control of the, the radio. Uh, so I wasn't able to choose the music ever. But it wasn't the music that made MTV for me. Like MTV was just such a, oh. I just remember the VJ so How cool vividly. was MTV? MTV, yep. In the 80s and even the 90s. How cool was MTV? 
Yeah. That so versus, cool. did you know, also, the VMAs happened again. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't even know that that happened. The, I didn't know a lot MTV of the people. MTV was so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, because there were people who looked like us who were yeah. on there. And, yep. and Martha Quinn uh, was yeah. plucked from an NYU uh, front desk dorm room. And I lived in that NYU dorm mm-hmm. my first year. Oh, that's cool. And like, it was just, it was such a big deal. Um, but then I, I, I will say my fear that if there had been social media would have been I just keep going in my head to, I don't know if you either of you watched Glee did you watch Glee yeah yeah, I, yeah. started then I, I that's okay. out. yeah like two I years out. I literally I watched just for like talking about the first episode just just the idea that there's someone making content and deriving validation from how many people are watching it and I have great fear that that would have been mm. me of like oh okay oh, I, I can be alone in my space making content mm-hmm. and that other people will be able to access because I I really did live a very solitary like sitting in the corner reading my comic books mm. uh kind of thing so that's that's I think it would have been yeah. bad for i was a moody kid like i was a moody teenager mm. where i could i could get spun into a funk pretty easily i think social media would have been bad for me it would have been kid. terrible for me mm. like true like i like, like recording stuff on, I, I i'm not really worried about that i was doing what any other kid was doing yeah having no me beer either. i didn't worry about shit like that right. like I, I wasn't doing anything terrible but like I, I was I was a moody kid and I could get I could really get thrown into a pretty negative funk quickly mm-hmm. like very easily too like I I did not transition well into high school mm. whether anyone thought mm-hmm. I was or not mm-hmm. I didn't eighth grade to high school sucked Jew sophomore year sucked mm. I hated it yeah I don't I- think I really started kind of enjoying school until college and by then. I just didn't like going to school, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like the, I really like the, uh, the interactive and the, uh, the, the meeting new people and music and all that kind of stuff in college. I hate the school stuff. I mean, I'm again, I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not, a, I wasn't a weird kid because I didn't like school. No one likes school. No, Everyone no one likes school. The, the, mm-hmm. You know, I, but yeah, that wouldn't have been good for me. Mm-hmm. I, don't I think, think so. I think to, I think to be an average girl, you know, of of average means and an average looks and you know, average intelligence. I think social media would have been like the competitive nature of that would have just been really, really rough on on me. I think to that would have been a tough thing. To be able to interact with other gay kids would have yes. been right, right. a game changer. That's a really I mean, good that's point. What, that's, mm-hmm. Look, if I have any mm-hmm. regret, it, my, my regret is that I didn't come out in high school. It wouldn't have been safe. Uh, and I was just... So my nieces, two of my nieces go to the high school that I went to, which is just so bizarre to me. Mm. And one of them had the first day of school today. And I was telling her, because uh, her teacher had reached out and said, could you talk to the, uh, the, the used to be Gay Straight Alliances. Now they're called Gender and Sexuality Alliances, GSAs. And the teacher had said, can, can you speak of this? And so I actually told my niece, when I was a senior in high school, they, the health teacher had a famous lesbian comedian speak to our health class. And it was a big deal. Suzanne Westenhofer, who's like this really, she was a big brick, they called them brick wall comics at the time because they were on VH1 in front of brick walls. Mm-hmm. Like MTV mm-hmm. had the music. Oh, wow. VH1 had Manhattan Transfer uh, and they had <laughs> uh, and they had, had comedians. And so she, Suzanne Westenhofer was Ro- Rosie O'Donnell, Ellen DeGeneres. So our health, our phys ed teacher had, and the health teacher had uh, this lesbian comic come to the high school and but you had to opt into it and i opted out because i didn't want to be associated in any way with the lesbian because uh, i was nervous because i was i wasn't out mm. years later this is and this is where we'll make a turn to talking about podcasting <laughs> i was doing the 250th episode of this show is so gay 
and I had Suzanne Westenhofer on. Oh, wow. And, and that was the coolest thing, right? Like, and I, I told her the story, but before I had her on, I Googled her just because I'm thinking, is there any way that, and so I was a senior in high school in 1995, is there any way that this could have in any way been mentioned? There was a New York Times article about Suzanne Westenhofer being this lesbian comic being invited to Pascal Hills High School. And in the article, I could pull it up right now because uh. uh, it was such a big deal that like this New Jersey high school is having this lesbian com- out lesbian comedian speak to high school students. And in the article, there's a section that says, Suzanne Westenhofer said to the class, uh, what would you do if your brother came out of the closet? John Contaratis, comma, 17, comma, said, quote, shoot him. John Contaratus was my high school bully. And reading this was the most validating. Because, you know, high school was a few years ago. And I'm thinking, have I added things to these stories? Like, did he, did he maybe, maybe he was trying to hug me. No, maybe he wasn't spitting on my car. Maybe he was shining it. No, he wanted to shoot his gay brother. And it's in the New York Times. And it was like just this unbelievable full circle moment that I never would have had without the podcast. Yeah, and that mm. God, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And and then when the podcast turned into some writing, I wrote about uh, I, I and and spoke about on the podcast about John Contaratus and Phil Delzato, who was my other bully. Last summer, I'm walking out of the Trader Joe's in Westlake. I don't know where I'm pointing. It feels like that direction. <laughs> it is that direction. No, 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 no. Oh my god, I felt really good about that moment. Uh and my phone rang, and it was a 201 area code, which I was like, okay, well, that's my parents. And it was um, Phil Delzato, my high school bully from 25 years ago, saying that it popped up my conversation about him on my podcast. From you, Phil. Uh, and oh, so wow. it was, I don't wow. know why. I, I really thought this was going to be like a character evolving into. I know. Like, I'm know sorry that I, I, I totally Actually, was ready for that. I said everything. That, you know, because you know how after you have bizarre conversations like that, you think of all the things that you should have said. I said everything that I that I could have dreamed of saying. I said, well, let me tell you, first of all, you made my high school experience a living hell. So I stand by everything I said. I 100% at one point Ooh. definitely tried to, had suicidal ideations in the most ridiculous methodology. You can't actually smother yourself with a pillow. It wasn't a very serious attempt on my part. But I was at this, like, really tragic place because of the bullying. Uh. And so I was able to say to him, this is the effect that you had on me. So I get that you want this taken down, but you need to acknowledge, like, that... And it was just one of those conversations where... Uh, yeah, and fuck it, you. Apply yeah, to another right, footlocker. Right, right. right. <laughs> well, no, not a footlocker. It would be another high school teaching job. Oh, shit. No Even way. Oh. That, that, that's, no. Honestly, that's actually the worst. Or excuse me, Phil D. That's actually... We're way past that. You said his name like three times. That's actually the worst part of the story for me because... Yeah. Again, I really thought this was going to be like 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 the the seventh season of like a you know, like a no. character arc where right. there was going to be like this evolution where he's like I have come to realize and I don't think I until Not I heard even that remotely. he was just like Hey man, oh, you're wow. fucking stuff up for me, you fucking nerd. Yeah, Can you take this down for me. What was his reaction when you said no? Uh, he then I actually ended up having to block his number. He was calling quite uh, a few times. Um, I, I did change an article that I had written that had his name in it to just Phil D because it wasn't any sweat off my back. Mm. And I actually wrote a piece about it that, that that helped launch the Buckeye Flame about like, hey, my bully from 25 years ago just called me. Um, but I, I have to say, and I, I know I'm being cheesy with this, it's one of the many opportunities that, that, that podcasting 
has has presented to me. Well, you know, and you, mm. we, we talked about social media. We talked about that, like you know, in high school. I remember the one lone, the one lone out person in high school. I remember her name. Yeah. I remember what she looks like. That was I a remember, big deal for her. To I be remember out. everything about her. It was freshman year. She came out, and this is ninety two. Yeah, interesting. Okay, and it was you know again. I'm sorry. It was two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was ninety two, and, and yeah. it was not. It was. I was like, oh, they're like, that's no, she's gay, deal. and I was like, wow, that's crazy. And didn't really think anything of it until literally probably 10 years later where even to this day, I'm like, that might be the biggest badass I've ever oh my God, yeah. not right. really paid attention right. to in my life. She was very, very nice. You know, she, you know, and we talk, saw her say, hey, what's up? You know, we didn't really hang out. But I mean, years later, I was like, when, it, when I really started kind of like putting that together, mm-hmm. like that honestly might be the baddest person I've ever met in my life. Like yeah. just that girl, I mean, I'm. 15, 14, at the, at maybe 15 at the most. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm doing this. And this was not a time when that yeah, was very, no, very that common. Wasn't. So, yeah, to your point, like, I mean, the, the social media could have made things easier. And I mean, that girl was such a badass. She's like, I don't need that. I'm doing this, period. Because mm-hmm. I remember the, re- the first season of The Real World did make things easier for me. That was a big deal that, you know, I mean, that's also what ruined MTV. Uh, but and it was like that's when they start pivoting away from musical content. But that first season of the real world and, and having a bisexual character on there, I remember it so vividly. And it was like she Wait. came out before that. It was it, this was like 93, mm-hmm. 94. Mm-hmm. That was a big, big deal. I did not. The, and the, just the character name. Norm in New York Norm. City. That was it. Yeah. I oh, mean, just five I or remember. six years before. Yeah. Your friend, your person that you just said, you know, no one, no one came out in the eighties that I could remember. I mean, we just all, it was dangerous. I think we just yeah, were, was. you know, I, I, I think my high school years were still in that, uh, maybe all high school years are this way, but still like you, people were a little different and strange and we didn't understand them. So what did mm-hmm. we do? We ignored them or yeah. we shunned them or we whispered and, you know, maybe, I don't know. Like I, I do look back. I don't think that anything I def I was a, I was a very small scrawny girl, and I cried a lot, and I was very emo for whatever reason, and like so. Whenever I all had a of chance, those just described to me by right. the way. There's nothing in that description. <laughs> whenever I had that a I chance, didn't identify I'm kind of currently with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm coming full circle. No, I feel those very badass now. But yeah. no, like I but I would find. It, like the the shit always rolled downwards. So like I would find two or three people that were like weaker and smaller and more damaged than I was, and mm. I was shitty the, to them. And you know, um, and I I don't know. I just now now as an adult person, I just think to myself like, man, I was just so. I, I don't know. I just I feel bad. I feel bad for being shitty to people. People were shitty to me, and I don't even think about it. But I feel very bad for being shitty to people because if I knew my kid did some of the behaviors that I did to people, I would I would be very angry. You know, I, we all did. We, we all kids. did. No, no, no we one did. knew. You know, I, it, not to the degree that we were talking about, like yeah. you know, the, the bullying, but no, none of us. We were so fucking. You're dumb yeah. as a kid. You don't there know was a kid. Better. I was so funny at my at my high school reunion. Um, I ended up seeing this guy, Joe Callahan. And I remember We're just saying first and last. Oh time, yeah, no, he's, it. it's a funny, it's a funny story. He's a, you know, he's, he, they, you know, I, I grew I'm up. I'm gonna tell you guys about the first person I had sex with. When we're done. <laughs> first, last name, current Facebook. The person I had sex with is dead, which is really weird. Oh, we should, we should unpack that. It's very weird. But it wasn't that night. 
No, okay. no, no, I no, he died. <laughs> no, he died like last year. My very first love and my very first boyfriend died. And it was, uh, oh. yeah, he died of a brain cancer. And that was really crazy. Like, that was just, that happened in like, was we in 2022? That happened in 2020. And oh, just so knowing that that was happening because people were letting me know that was happening. And he was married and lived somewhere else. And just, that was very, I don't know. I had to really think about that and process that. That was just a lot. But um, wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about- <laughs> there was someone in the. It was Callahan. Yeah. Oh, Joe Callahan. Um, Joe Callahan. In like seventh grade. I just remember it being Joe, not Joe, last yeah. name. In, yeah, that's in all I seventh yeah. grade, like math, he he called me Squirt, and he. I remember this so vividly. He was like, "Hey, Squirt," and I looked at me. He goes, "Why don't you shave?" <laughs> Because I had like sort of that pubescent mustachey thing that girls with dark hair have when they're like in seventh grade. And it was just so like traumatic at the time. Now I laugh. Now I lay, I will lay in bed and laugh. But we saw each other at like the reunion and just, um, I will say that I have aged much better than he has. And, um, I'm not saying he feels bad about it. I just think it's funny now that like we've all like sort of evolved to these different people and people that we didn't associate with for one reason or another. Athletes versus band people or whatever. I, 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 it was really cool to see everybody just kind of moving past that. And the thing that I was bullied for is probably the thing that opens more doors for me than anything else. Mm. You know, like the thing, there's not a there's not a kid in my high school who if you said, well, Ken Schneck's gay, everyone in high school would have said, yeah. But they were basing on the fact that I was a well-dressed tennis player in football country who uh, sat with girls during lunch, mm. right? It, I never expressed interest in another guy in high mm-hmm, school. Mm-hmm. I never dated anyone, but it was based on stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was bullied. Whereas now the the sexual orientation part for me is like what what gets me indoors and, and what is, is so much a part of my writing and my, my podcasting and mm-hmm, all of my work. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm. just so interesting that this thing that gives the, – the authenticity that gives me such power right now is what I was mm. mercilessly bullied for. Wow. Yeah. And I always want to say to them, I'm like, you know, like you bullied me for being gay, but you are gay. Yeah, but that's not why you were bullying me, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were bullying me for a set of stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I, I It's kind of like that's what's so unfair about it is that if I was going to get bullied for it, it would have been awesome if – if I could have actually been gay as well, right? right like, and take right. a kid to take a guy to prom or just be out or something. <laughs> like, I'm being bullied for this thing, and I never had a date All with the another shit, none guy. Of the benefits, yeah. None, yeah. absolutely none of the benefits. Hmm. But can I ask? Do you not feel like in in the work that you're doing with your podcast? Mm-hmm. Do you not feel? Um, I don't know. I feel like that there's a specific energy and feeling in showcasing other people mm-hmm. in the way that you do, in the way that Guiltless does, and in, in the way that this show is mm-hmm. so gay does. Is is that something that you experience of just like you're, you're giving these other people the mic and, and mm-hmm. amplifying them in a way? Yeah. You know, I love, so Terry Gross from Fresh Air is yeah. just, you know, for like 30 years. And, and I think she's, they have a lot of replacements. I think they're trying out, you know, to see, like, I'll be sad when that happens, but that she's really my model and I, it's just because of osmosis for listening to her for mm. years and years. I just really think she's so classy and I love the way she asks questions and she knows how to make herself 
small, mm. you know, like inconsequential. Her job is to bring the best out in people. And I think I take a slightly more casual approach, um, probably not as personable as, as the Guiltless podcast. You know, I don't insert as much of myself in there. Um, but I love the, I love creating a vehicle that allows people to talk in their own voice and to mm. share things. It's, yeah. you know, I, I love media. I've just, that's been a lot of my career. Um, it's changed so much in the last number of years um, from, you know, people are reading things in like little bits and bites and 350 words here and um, scrolling and everything's so quick. And you really have to be committed to a podcast. You know, you have to really be willing to sit and be with people um, sit around a table. I, there's no compliment mo- that means more to me. Mom's home. Every single episode. Go, buddy, Th- go. There's no compliment that means more to me than when someone says... <laughs> go upstairs. Go upstairs. Mommy's home. I'm so excited for the end of the sentence because I want to fill in the blank. Yeah. And I no, want it to be... No, I, I feel like... Um, Sorry about that. It's no, literally every episode, but... Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I, mean, I was like waiting for here. them to be like Ooh, actual... Never. Actual dogs. Um, I I also the biggest I ha- compliment. The biggest compliment so is when people say to me, "I feel like I was sitting there around a table with you and your guests, and just listening." Yes. And um, it's and not the best. It's the best. And then the other thing that I love. By the way, pause there. Yes, that's not easy. No, it's so not. that you are creating that. Like I. I I don't want you to blow by that as quickly as we yeah, just did. Yeah, no, like, it means something to that me. That is that skill. That is that is, that is the best compliment that yeah. you can it get. Is. In, in terms of doing that, that is the best mm-hmm. compliment that you can get. Mm-hmm. Because, and that's kind of like you know what Ken did, what you've done, what we do here. Yeah. It's because you can't really, in a five minute or ten minute kind of segment like interview, you no. you can't hear someone's personality or the way they think about stuff. I mean, no. we are what, 45 minutes into this, and we're starting to get into your podcast. Right. That's not unintentional. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, it's a little intentional. Oh, where totally. We just want to kind of talk about like that kind of shit. That mm-hmm. way, when we start talking about your podcast, as we do now, yeah. they can actually apply the things that we talked about, like high school, being a mother, being right. this, being that, the, the, the things that bother you, the things that didn't. Mm-hmm. Now you can start actually, like people can almost sense why you're doing it before right. you even tell them oh, why no, you're that's doing really, it. No, you know what I'm see, saying? Yes, I do see Like that. It, it's a hard yeah. thing to do. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to do in two hours is to understand someone's personality. Mm-hmm. But in five minutes, it's fucking impossible. No. Well, and that's really what, you know, TV segments now are three, four minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. every all of that. When so I for could... someone to say that to you, to, not sorry to interrupt, but that that is honestly, yes. when anyone has ever said that mm-hmm. to me or said that to Kim, that's the best compliment that you can get. It is get so great. And the second, the second best one is when I make someone stop for a minute and think and they'll say, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I love that. Right? Like they, no one's it's, ever asked me that. It's or, probed. Ooh, I gotta think it's, about it's, that. I've hit a nerve. I've probed to a level where they actually have to stop and think, oh, that's a really good question. And I, 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 not because I want to stump them or it's not no, a gotcha not moment, right? That. It's just that I feel like I've done my job. I take it really seriously. You know, podcasting is a labor of love. You, No one here is getting rich off of it. Nobody here is, you know, um, oh, Ken is? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I just live this way to stay gay yeah, yeah. humble. Yeah. The gay money has really helped it's, me. Yeah. It's, yeah. Gummy. Op- it, it's, uh, part of it when I started it was to... <laughs> 
I'll be honest. I started it um, because I was feeling it was during COVID. Um, I was not really doing a whole lot professionally. A lot of my industry had, you know, kind of collapsed. I was publishing Edible Cleveland um, under it was owned by some new people. And, um, you know, when I wrote one piece for them, I know, I know. (laughs) And and, I mean, Noelle's a friend of mine. And, you know, I, I admired the work. I don't come to journalism much like you from a journalist's point of view. I did not. Oh yeah. I I did not go to the, you know, Northwestern and study journalism. I, I've just always felt like I wanted to write and communicate it just so happens that I'm a talker and my best vehicle, honestly, is my, is my voice and my curiosity. Right. And, um, podcasting allowed us to buy a couple hundred dollars worth of equipment and, and put it out there. And five years ago, I would have said, Oh, I'm not, Oh, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Who would want to do that? Well, the day that I just, I woke up one day and was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And every day I do it is it's for me. It's kind of for me first. Like it really feeds me and I learn something. I'm enriched by everyone I talk to. And then, um, you know, the three, four, five, six hours that goes into planning and preparing and writing and editing. Um, I'm, I'm pleased to do it. And when I'm not able to do it and it, it, when it doesn't bring me the joy and the satisfaction anymore, I won't do it anymore. You know, but 55 this week, tomorrow I'll release 55. And as you were saying before, it's you're right. I mean, most people put out three, four, five, ten. And then they're like, forget this. There's no pay because there's no real payoff. I know some people that do seven and they're just like, I don't understand. Why am I not syndicated? Oh, my God. Like I it, know. It's fright. Yeah. There have been nine podcasts that have started in the city of Cleveland since you've been in my house. <laughs> right. It's just that's just the way that it mm-hmm. is. And yeah. people just they but. Kind of goes back to some of those other things. They want instant gratification. Mm-hmm. They put out a couple of like, I don't get it. Why isn't this working? Obviously, everyone's stupid. I'm going to go do something else. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of push through it. And I've I, I've made peace with a long time ago. This is not going to be my primary source of income. But yeah. Yeah. I've been able to meet a lot of mm-hmm. people in the city. Yep. I've been able mm-hmm. to make new friends. I mean, like Ken's uh, been on too. seven, eight times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like just it's, it's Ken's just somebody that I just text shit to sometimes. You know? I love it. It's a privilege to you know, make the effort to, um, you know, like we were talking about Sam with scene. I mean, Sam has a vehicle and, you know, his, his point of view, his, his, his end game is, is different than what any of our, you know, what we're trying to do mm-hmm. here. But, um, I just feel like creating with media changing and creating a new channel, I consider myself kind of alt media, you know, I, um, I put it out as if I was working for an employer, you know, if I was working for, you know, WCPN or whatever they're called now, uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I would make it this good. And so now it's mine. And um, you know what? I've met people. It's brought me to, uh, it's been a great talking point as I've sort of been figuring out what I want to do with myself um, professionally. Uh, It just, it just, I don't know, meets a lot of needs. It's very weird. I'm very, I'm very protective of it. Oh, <laughs> I care about it a lot. It's a That's song. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I, I was fiercely protective mm-hmm. of it. And and that moment of finally realizing I and I, I, I really I identify so strongly with the like I am treating it kinda like a job. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that I thought I was gonna do it forever. My goal was fifteen episodes. 
That's mm. all I wanted was 15 episodes. Wow. Um, and then it just got to this point where I couldn't see a way to stop it. And mm. that's when I got a little overwhelmed. Uh, like there were days like, oh, wait, I can't not do an my podcast was also a it was also a radio show, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so it was on a mm-hmm. station. So yeah. it, was, it was slightly different, but not much. And yeah, that that part was hard for me of mm-hmm. just saying, "Wait, what does stopping look like?" And then suddenly, uh oh, I've done this for ten years. What does it mean to not be doing this right. on Wednesday nights from yeah. eight to nine p.m.? I don't even under understand that. It's but a, yeah, it's a weird. And you know, you said something too. Like honestly selfishly i do this mm-hmm. i do because i like it yeah i like it i like meeting new people i like sitting down here with ken and people that mm-hmm. i don't know and kind of getting to know them and having a drink kind of bullshitting about stuff yeah most of the stuff that we've talked about i never planned on us talking about i don't do a shit ton of research which that makes me a good or a bad podcaster i don't know because i kind of like to just mm-hmm. get to know the person as they're sitting here as mm-hmm. well, well as anyone else that's kind of listening i think it's more I don't want to say it's an, an intentionally authentic that way. That's just the way that it works. Well, this is not an invitation to come on and sell anything. This mm. is not an invitation to come on and promote. It, it, it's an invitation to come on and explore, I think, kind of like being human. Yeah. Yeah. And the way we exchange energy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's always about authenticity for me. Yeah. Right? Like, And, mm-hmm. and, and I can tell you after 430 episodes – which ones were the most inauthentic? In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I can name I can name both mine right now. Oh, There's that's two. so interesting. There are two right now in my head mm. that I'm not saying that I wish they didn't, but yeah, I wish they didn't happen. Honestly, I've been super lucky because most people that come over here, I don't know them mm-hmm. until they mm-hmm. actually show up. Mm-hmm. But there were two where I do wish didn't happen. Others yeah. I was like, still cool, had fun. Others I was like blown away. I can't believe how good it was. Because I wasn't expecting it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, but like to Ken's point, it's just being kind of authentic and that switching and kind of pushing the energy off each other. You don't know what that's going to be like because everyone does that differently. Would you have someone on of a restaurant that you genuinely did not have a good experience at? No, no, because that's not what I am. I mean, you know what that's I mean? What like it's yeah. really uh, – look, I, uh, and I think you'll both relate to this. It is weird to do something just for you. Like this is a very elaborate <laughs> – like scheme to just like meet people right but 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 there is a big piece of that um that is is that that again it feeds me it feeds all of us so that's why we're here um selfishly i think just it is great right when people hear and listen and and take something away like that's pretty cool i am just now starting to be um occasionally recognized i had an experience recently Mm. that was pretty wild. I was at the, in, I was in an, at a guardians game and I was giving away some guardians tickets and, uh, cause baseball. I was a base, uh, right. Gotcha. <laughs> Sports ball. And I was <laughs> up on like, I don't know the 500 level. I was, I wasn't in a particularly great seat, but I went to this spot and I held out my phone and I was getting ready to record myself with the scoreboard behind me. And I was going to do a little, little teaser thing. And a woman, a, a, a younger younger woman than me, um, she goes, oh, do you want me to help you take that picture? Like, she goes, do you want me to take that? She thought I was taking a selfie. And I go, oh, I go, thank you so much. I go, I, I was like, I do a little podcast and I'm just shooting. She goes, 
are you CLE Foodcast? Oh, I love <laughs> and this. I that was wild. Well, she was a listener, and I knew who she was through like other people, and we just had this nice moment. And I was like, yeah, actually, would you hold this camera? Because here's what I need to do. And it was just so great. And I went back to my seat with my friends, and I said, someone just recognized me. Like from my voice, they she said she perked up. You know, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like that that was validating that it's just you're not putting all this stuff out and just going into the ether. Um, but at the same time, um, I don't I don't know. I don't overly obsess over who's listening or yeah, who isn't it's listening. That's not why you're doing no, it. No, it's not why I'm doing it. I actually love the fact that I have uh, I, I don't really say I'm really for, f- quote, foodies. I don't call myself a foodie. I call myself a food advocate, a local mm. food advocate. I want to, I want people to listen and be more informed and make better choices I if they that. so desire. But I'm not really, I'm not about making food elitist. I'm not about making food this precious thing. Um, we all have fun with it. It's really fun. This goes back to the social media, the the Instagramming, the influencers, the all of that. Um, I want to be out on social media and I'm trying to be, show that I'm informed and connected and educated. But what I don't really want to do is look at what I'm eating. It's so perfect. And you're not here. And oh, by the way, I got this free. And I, that's not really my zone. That's why I really try to put myself in like, I want to be an influencer, but in a different way. I want to be, like, impactful and influencing. A force of good. Yeah, but not an influencer. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I hate that word. As a marketing professional, I utilize people who are influencers. And we know, you know, you've had probably, you've had some people in your pocket. Some people have turned that space into a business. That's all well and good, but I, it's just not, that's not for me. I, I like to be in a space that's a little bit more pure. Yeah. There's such a difference between having influence and being an influencer. Right. And so having an influence, especially on, right, like you have this focus area. Mm -hmm. And so it, that you can actually see the impact there. So that's a really big deal. I hope so. You know, the next evolution for me is, um, how can I turn it into, um, more of a community and, and that's an over like content and community. And some of those buzzwords are just really overused. I get really tired of them, but I'll give you an example. Um, I'm working with, um, a local, uh, farmer, a female farmer who wants to convene several women farmers to do some kind of a talk about what it's like to be a women, a female farmer who's maybe, um, the husband is going off and like making the money so that they can do what they do. But she said to me, she goes, it's, I think it's so interesting. We all go to Aldi. Like we all sometimes have to go to Costco or giant Eagle, but we're farming. Like we're these far, you know, and there's this conflict of like what they're putting out in the world and what they're doing and their mission and purpose. But at the same time, they also just sometimes need to like pack a lunch of like a peanut butter sandwich on white bread and um, Fritos, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think it's very interesting. So I, I want to figure out- I wanted anything more in my life than- Fritos? I know, I'm Fritos so hungry. I'm so hungry right now. That right sounded now. so good as soon yeah, as I said it. Salty, peanut butter. I don't know why I don't do that. Not crunchy yeah. ones. Not Fritos. <laughs> Fritos would not work well for- What? This. But like string cheese, something quieter. Oh, oh shit, I love string, string cheese. cheese. <laughs> I love I love string cheese. Are, Someone this is where was... the point of the podcast where it's the low blood you, sugar point no. of the podcast. Do you strip? Or I don't do you bite. No, I bite. I just I bite. bite. Yeah, I bite. No, I but bite. I take a bite and then 
<laughs> sometimes I start what? a story and realize I should stop it. Uh, but I take a bite and then uh, Do you like, while let I'm it melt chewing in your that, mouth? no, oh. I, I put a Triscuit in so that I basically combine <gasps> oh. them. But I'm using... I, I, I do something very, very similar. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better. I like. I, I'll, I could I, combine them outside of my body, no. but I do it inside. No, I get it. We've I all done it. I literally will like, if I don't, like, we have like hard-boiled eggs all the time. I will actually like have like bread, hard-boiled eggs, and I'll like just bite the bread, it's, and I'll just bite the hard-boiled egg. It's like, like an egg yeah. salad sandwich. Egg salad sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this I'm just, is so I'm like, gourmet. I'm just cutting out the middleman. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing this myself. I'm the not, only I'm thing that would make that better is if it came from a female farmer. Go ahead. So they're oh, getting no. them together. No, no, <laughs> they don't make hard-boiled eggs. That was awesome. No, I, someone, I was just, feeling? I was part of a conversation today about uncrustables, which oh, yeah. are just really just a smash. Oh, they're still peanut, one of my but they're favorite so foods good. No, I know. I mean, everybody likes them. Oh, I'm gonna buy you one. See, we're not very elitist here. We're we're all about uncrustable. Yeah. It's like elitist and not elitist. <laughs> I grew up in a kosher home, so we didn't have uh, that. What? Wait, why? What wait, would make apply. that not? I don't oh know. my god! Don't even. Start I, I know. Down I know. That's a really big. The thing. road yeah. of what makes this unkosher no, is you, the most ridiculous. It's, like it's, it, it's so. Because it's you a will, mass. It's a mass produced peanut sure. butter and jelly sandwich. Got, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we weren't allowed to have that. But yeah. they are. Yeah. They almost look like little pot pies. Little saucer, little saucers. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Are they crimped around? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, it's them. like a round empanada yeah. with peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Rabbi did not bless. It's like what yeah. they so should hand out at airlines. <laughs> okay, that makes when you're on an airplane, they should. That would hand be those perfect, out. except for the people that are allergic to nuts, which actually is me. Hey man, however, no. however, I can be around people that eat nuts, and I can eat peanuts, but not other nuts. Wait, but wait, I, wait, wait, wait! I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. Have you had Uncrustables? Yeah. How do you? I, if you're allergic, how are you? I'm allergic not to allergic everything to peanuts, but apparently. yeah, everything. Oh, not but allergic peanuts. to peanuts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not allergic because oh, they are legume. This is a, a also doubt that the Uncrustables is like not not. It's basically just a chemical in a package. <laughs> Let's be real. Probably, but you know what I tasted today for the first time. This is kind of weird. I actually drove. I posted on Facebook. You know, because I have, I don't know, 600 people in my, right, my circle. And I was like, I'm looking for pawpaws, right? Ohio's native fruit. Paw, you know what that no is, right? That a is. pawpaw, P-A-W-P-A-W, pawpaw. That's what I call my grandfather. Pawpaw. Pawpaw. <laughs> Roscoe's uh, feet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a fruit. Um, it is. It is a fruit that grows in Ohio. It's an indigenous, yeah, it's like, it grows in like the Midwest. Okay. A pawpaw, look it up. It looks it like a. a cartoon in the It 80s. looks like a mango. Um, and it's very soft and squishy. And the reason you'll never see them in grocery stores is they, they're very, um, they're very, they're highly perishable. They just don't have a, um, a skin. They have a very okay. short shelf life. They have a very short. Anyway, so I posted on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to interview the guy that runs the Pawpaw Festival. I in, love that. Yeah, and that's in a couple weeks. And I was like, Where's I have that held. Near Athens. Uh, the okay. Pa- yeah. It's supposed to be a really great festival. I cannot go because I have something else going on, but. You you we'll guys go could go. Here. You should. Okay. Like, I think you should do a remote podcast from the Papa Festival. Chris yeah, Schmiel is his name. We will be your correspondent name. for your. You, podcast oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Festival. That'd be amazing. So I so I post, and, so, and a friend of mine, Liz Conway, um, says oh, we have a Papa tree in our yard. Let me go see if there's any Papas on it. And so she sends me a note back. She directs DMs me. She's like, we have some Papas. Do you want me to leave some on my porch? And I was like, sure. So she sent me the address. What do these look like. <laughs> Yeah, you can look it up. They're like, they look I'm like a mango. A They're very weird. So anyway, they, uh, so I picked them up and today I, 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 
I cut into it and I opened it up and I tasted the flesh and it's it tastes like a like a vanilla custard. No, it's actually really delicious. Very exciting. No, it's to very me. delicious. And they have these. Oh, you got it. You got it. Yeah. No. They have okay. these. I don't know if flesh was the yeah, right word. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, we'll take a moment right now and Google Paw Paw, P A W P A W. You can sort of look good. follow along. So they, um, yeah, they're very fleshy. Um, and then they have like five or six really big kidney bean like seeds in them. Yeah. So I actually took the seeds out, washed them. They are now wrapped in wet paper towel in a plastic bag in my fridge because I'm going to try to grow a paw paw tree. It takes wow. a long time. But I'm going to try What is it. a long time? Uh, I think it's like four years before it even comes close to being able to put in your ground. Yeah, like, no, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I, no. Yeah. No. They grow wild. Like, no, Papa. Yeah. Like Jeremy Umansky, who's with, you know, Larder. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he does all that stuff with Koji, and he's like a forger. I'm actually going foraging, foraging with him on Sunday. I'm very excited. But with, he, with Jeremy? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, going to be amazing. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun. Um, I have an extra ticket if you want to go foraging um, Sunday morning, 10 to 12. He he leaves the, the location sort of a a mystery until the last minute um, to see what is available. But I think he said that maybe we'll get some chanterelles. Which sounds really bougie, but it's also I'm we're like going to be digging through so many words on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to take this Chanterelle opportunity. Chanterelle sounds like a band from the forties. Chanterelles. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please yeah. welcome to the stage the Chanterelles. The Chanterelles, yeah. like where they're gonna like have sort of a yeah, ooh, like a dance wah, routine. Yeah. Ooh, wah. yeah. They sang "Paw Paw Baby." Oh yeah. <laughs> but I would Classic. like to take this opportunity that I yeah. did not make this up. There was indeed a cartoon in 1985 and 1986 Saturday morning cartoon called the Paw Paws. Really? So and I remember it. Name. It was it was these bears that were also Native American. Oh. And so it was a totem. If you saw them, you'd be like, wait, I totally remember that. Are they just bears with, yeah, headdresses? It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it totally sounds like are. there's some cultural appropriation. You no, know, look, it wasn't good, but it's real. <laughs> Forward thinking and still racist. <laughs> um, no, but amazing. this is, without a podcast, I would have probably no reason to like, drive like you know 20 minutes on my way to like go to someone's house on west 11th 111th and go pick up pop pops so you know what amazing. i mean wait tell us can you tell us this is one of my favorite questions when i yeah. talk to podcast people what was one of the ones that you um you wrapped the podcast you said oh crap that was good and yes all of them and we should be proud of all the episodes that we do yeah. but what was <laughs> one like i wanted there's one years like like you didn't like, expect oh, that and yeah, you like, know i'll i'll tell you one of the early ones that i thought what I was like, nailed it, um, was I, um, I got to talk to Ben Biebenroth um, a couple of months after he closed Spice. Mm. and Man, I love Spice. Yeah, I know. I know. And, you know, he just was so, he was, like, really raw. Like, I felt like it was the closest thing to, like, a pandemic pivot expose that I was ever going to get. Like yeah. he was just, he was just sitting. I, so I record a lot. I record in person now when I can. Um, and, but during that window of time, I was doing them on zoom and he was sitting super casually and just kind of, he had his earbuds in and I just, uh, like watch like, and I don't use the video, but I love to be able to see sure. it just changes sure. the whole dynamic of, of, you know, the recording and, um, just to see him talk about, um, uh, just coming, coming to the conclusion that Oof. the, restaurant was just uh, untenable and it was challenging before covid and then covid the impending you know the impending pandemic 
made him realize that that type of dining wasn't for him. Like it was, he's like, he talked about, he talked about, um, just working so hard and, um, you know, thinking about his staff, um, going home and being challenged to, you know, live, uh, you know, in a manner that he felt like they should be living and just the expenses and source, all of it just caught up with him. And he Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, he was just really transparent about it. So that was a really, that was a really good one. And I thought, wow, that was, he was really honest. Like that was not just a, a a nice, like, Oh, let's talk about all the positive stuff. But But, again, let's pause. mm -hmm. He would not have been so if you hadn't created a space for him to be so. Right. Right. The closest thing I think. And you know, in a shorter amount of time, too, which I think is even yeah. more of a testament to the way you do it. Like yeah. here on this podcast, yeah, they have emotional breakdowns because we wore them down after two hours. Right. Yeah. Feed them drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put but dogs on their lap. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Make them feel safe. Yeah. No, but I, I would say that almost all of them have. There, I would I, I would actually, I'll turn that question, um, and I, I won't. I don't think I could do a good job remembering right now, but there are probably like five out of 55 that I was like, oh man, I didn't scratch the surface. I didn't get, I didn't get the way I, and it, and it all comes down to preparation. It all comes mm-hmm. down to spending the time. Um, I mean, I recorded one this morning that I liked um, and I think it's good. And I think it met a couple of goals, um, but mm, it's not going to, it's not going to be one of my top 10. When you first started, what would you have thought of the one that you recorded the, this morning? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, Boom. He's a good podcast. Right. <laughs> and a callback. Because um, I have a theory. Well, you know, here's what I... The ones that I think are going to be the sexiest often aren't. The mm. ones that I think are going to be really illuminating... Um, they it requires it's a two-way street you know it requires a vulnerability on part of people and sometimes people just aren't there and i would say i would say this morning actually i was surprised where the direction went with this morning's podcast so the end result here's the thing they all talk to they all speak to somebody different all, every podcast speaks to somebody different. Totally. Um, someone is going to tune in because I'm talking to um, uh, a chef that they know of, and they right. and they idolize or they think they're they're very cool and they yeah. think they have something to say. I really like the ones that are like, for lack of a better word, um, the underdog, um, an unsung hero, somebody that no one really knows. It is my pleasure to illuminate what those people are doing because in a town where for a while all you heard was Michael Simon, Jonathan Sawyer, you know what I'm saying? Like we tend to think that there's five or six really great talents in this town when the reality is there's hundreds of people, um, right? Like, you know, really committed to their craft and, you know, not getting food network shows and not, you know, um, you know, not not being in a position where they have a bunch of investors who can help them open a restaurant. They're just coming to work, doing a good job, 
and loving what they do, whether they're a bartender, whether they're uh, a line cook or whatever. So that 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 that's really cool to me, you know. And I think, I think we've all done that. Yeah, I think we all yeah. have that, right? Like, because you same thing. Like, yeah, you'll have the the Valerie Mayans, and, mm-hmm. and people know mm-hmm. Valerie. Sure. She was on Project Runway, and and <laughs> my God, was she good? And yeah, mm-hmm. she said yeah. some shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was amazing. But then, like the 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 woman that you referenced earlier. Um, was it Karin? Karin, yeah. Karin, Karin Spear. Right? Like, that's, I love that aspect. And same thing of like, yeah, it's cool to talk to, I think we even referenced it, to like Margaret Cho, which was probably one of the mm-hmm. worst ap- mm-hmm. interviews I've ever done. But it's this random 16 year old in Tucson who's opening a homeless shelter right. for LGBTQ youth that no one would have ever heard about, right? Like, and so I, I mm-hmm. think it's so important to have that balance. And you so clearly have that balance. Yeah, it's fun. Like, I, have thought about, okay, what, what happened? How do I make this larger or how do I get hurt? Right. Cause we all do. I mean, you think about it and I don't think it's, I'm not embarrassed to say that, you know, boy, I'd really love to know that I have another, you know, a thousand people listening or say two or 300 people listening to each episode. That would be very cool. Um, so I've thought about, okay, what does that entail? Does that, you know, do I need to every four or five episodes talk to somebody who's on a more regional or national mm. scope, you know, maybe that has a Cleveland connection? Um, you it's know, a weird, yeah, right? It's like, it's a, weird. Like, yeah. I tried really hard. Um, and th- I, I was, but again, I, um, well, he's, he doesn't give a shit about me. So like Al- Alton Brown, right? Alton Brown came, he has a touring show that yes. he came to Playhouse Square. Yeah. Alton Brown, when he was doing Good Eats, like 15, 20 years ago, um, we raised our kid watching Emerald Food Network before it became a competition. Right. We raised him on Emerald was on every night at eight o'clock. And we'd sit, my son, I think, learned to cook and got interested in cooking in restaurants. And that just was a thing that we all shared. Alton Brown, Good Eats, the science. Remember that show was all sciencey and he was quirky and interesting. So now he's got this touring show. It's actually a pretty good show. Um, I went and bought tickets myself. Sure. But I reached out to him starting four or five months ahead of time, right? Like, hey, I know you're coming to Cleveland. Could I do this? Could we do this? I'll do any, you know, like Zoom, whatever. I went Even through if his you can PR. Give me ten minutes. Yep. Or yep. Went through his PR person. Went through his website. <coughs> did went through Instagram. Nothing. And that's the, and as a person who has repped famous people, um, who has been on that other side, I was just kind of like, I get it. You're fucking Alton Brown. But like, come on. Just someone should just write a note and say, Hey, no thanks. You know what I mean? But I really was like, sure that I could get that. I was sure that I could get Alton Brown. He's coming to Cleveland. Like, how hard would it be to spend 20 minutes with me backstage? Or I invited him to go to the West Side Market. I mean, I dream big. I was like, you want to no, go to the West Side Market with be. me? Yeah. Like, whatever. And nothing. And I, I was like, okay, hold your horses. You know, it wasn't about... It actually, I'm over my, I have, I have zero celebrity crushes, like, well, except for Boy George. But like, yeah. you know, like, I was I was over that. I was like, wow, that would be really great to, there's a, you know, he's coming to Cleveland, there's a connection. I could but do I just, something with I this. couldn't make it work. And yeah. so I just decided that for right now, uh, you know, I'm focusing on local people. It's where my passion Love is. Um, there's a network, a podcast network in town. And I talked to them about, like, how could I work on some distribution? And they said, we can't really do anything with your podcast because it's a local 
podcast, you know, when you're ready or when you want to do something that's more right, let's all like sellable. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll talk maybe. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that's really great. And I would love to do that. And I have these like Terry gross fantasies, but at the end of the day, right now, I feel like my place is doing this and I'm committed, like I'm committed to doing a hundred. I will do a hundred episodes. It's just the legacy that I want to leave. I want that there for me. And a hundred is another year, you know, and that's going to go fast. Yeah. And at that point, I'll either say like, there's something to this, this led to something, or this was really just something that I created. And, you know, maybe after I'm dead, someone will listen to them and think like, hey. I, people, I look, I ended this show so gay in 2018. And every now and then, uh, I take a screenshot of the metrics of where they were five months ago. And in five months, I mm. look and, I, and people still download it. And so and it's worth for me the what 10 bucks that I paid yeah. so to interesting keep that, right to keep that site up mm-hmm. have you ever had guests that mm. didn't show up yes because to me it was never the only booking. once it, mm. it happened one the, the 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 booking and the scheduling is the hardest part and, and when I say hardest I, I if that's hard whatever I know it, what you're saying. It, it, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal but uh I did have one that didn't show up where uh um haven't really talked to her since she was coming in from out of town she's a musician um, we're all sitting here waiting mm. and, uh, messaging where you at, where you at, where you at next day we get a message. Of, oh, sorry. I thought it was tonight. And I just blacked out. Uh, I'm like, cool. Yeah. Well, enjoy your time. Right. It was never the booking for me. Like I, I totally get what you're saying mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. like, come on, dude, you're coming here. Here's I, I'm living in this space. I was able to book them, but they, because it was a live show, they had to, sorry, I think I said 8 to 9 p.m. It was always 9 to 10 p.m. on Wednesday nights, Eastern Standard Time. They, we always had the guest call in at 920. Mm -hmm. And when they didn't, those couple minutes, you would start playing a song at 918, like a four minute song. So you had a little bit of time to work with. I never recovered from the people who just didn't call in and I never heard from them again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? How is that a thing? I couldn't even wrap my mind around that. Yeah. Of like, I have this commitment at this specific time, and it was it was deflating every. It was I really. I still can't honestly. I I can't wrap my head around. You know, honestly, I think even more at a local level, it struggles. I, I struggle. Like if somebody that is national or at least thinks they are national, I can at least kind of understand no. their thinking that I am this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I agree with it, and I sure. would still be. Then pissed. don't agree to go on. Yeah, well, that I—that's what I mean. Like, but I—I—I I, I at least understand where some of that dumb thinking comes from. Yeah. But someone on a local level, like if you're about to discuss with somebody, talk with somebody that can maybe you can exchange some ideas, network, bounce some ideas off of, possibly collaborate. I—I I, I can't grasp that at all. Mm-hmm. I, I truly, truly can't. And I've encountered that. Not to get into detail, but I've encountered that a lot mm-hmm. over the last couple of months where I'm just like, I do not understand your 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 your, your thinking here. It, it makes no yeah. sense. Well, There's no negative to doing this. Right. Well, and I Unless think... you don't have the time, which is fine. Yes. But like even say 10 years ago, because did you start yours? 2008. Okay. So... Now with right media, media <laughs> is so much more niche than it was even then. Yeah. So an opportunity for somebody to be in front of or to talk to, let's say, you know, five or six hundred people um, 
is 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 to some people it's valuable to some people they're like oh that's pretty cool like they get the fact that there's you know it's sharing and i always say podcasts aren't like a, um, a, 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 I don't mean not to slam any other media, but like a cleveland.com story, it's up, it's down. Instagram posts, it's up, it's down. A reel, you know, people aren't going back. You know, podcasts continually get discovered. People right. that discover episode 55 are probably going to go back and listen. I can tell that. I can usually see that people went back and they like, they're like, that. oh, I listened to like the last 11 episodes. It's a gateway that's what drug. I did. That's what I did with you. When I learned and saw, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And I went and I was like, oh, I got to listen to Ken's and I got to listen. You know, like that was really, really fun. But, um, you know, I, I'm curious to know with with this one. Um, well, first off, I want to ask you, it's probably in one of your episodes, but Guiltless. Tell me the origination of Guiltless and the podcast. Like, tell me that. I'd like to know. Uh friend of mine we were working together and he's, he's somebody as a still to this day is a very good friend of mine mm -hmm. uh he and i started together um we known each other 15 years we'd work together we were friends we hung out together and we're we're always just kind of bullshit hangouts we're like let's just start a podcast apparently that's what people do we think they're funny so that's what we did and uh around episode 40 he just you know, we had guests but it was more sporadic mm -hmm. um we had some good ones and had some really good episodes that we're really, really proud of. But um, after he departed because he just wasn't able to continue just from other reasons, um, I shifted and I grabbed uh, uh, Brian, who's a, a comic, mm -hmm. and because uh, Brian was a guest uh, gotcha. before, and we'd actually done a live show with him because we put on a comedy show sometimes, too, and started doing that. And, and the, the name Gillis kind of derives from Guilty Pleasures, where... You know, you don't really have to feel, you know, if it's guilty pleasure and you like it, why you feel guilty about it? Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. kind of where the name came mm -hmm. from. And then I don't remember exactly when, to be perfectly honest, probably 100 episodes ago where I kind of shifted in just guest heavy because I like the guest aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, selfishly, I like meeting new people. And I've used this, admittedly, to meet people that I like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like, uh, still one of my favorites just because of how cool he was, was... Uh, Alex, who owns Jukebox, mm. um, he came on to start bullshit and he introduced me to some beers I never heard of and loved to this day. And he even asked, he's like, I got to ask, like, why did you ask me to come on from all your guests? And I'm like, truthfully, he was one of the first bars I went to when I moved up here and I love his bar and I've always just mm -hmm. liked his vibe. He's always a good reputation. I just wanted to meet him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. You'd mentioned too the uh, kind of balancing. Are you, are you trying to target someone that has a larger following or larger reach versus the people that you just really like, but it's one you think it's going to be a good episode. Right. And like, I kind of, I have that from time to time too. Mm -hmm. And like, I've had people that have had 800 followers and I've had people that have had a half a million followers. It's a, it's a weird mix. And I sometimes, and maybe not even rightly show should think about that. Right. But sometimes I still do. Yeah. Where I'll be like, and not that they're ever bad, but I've had people, I'm like, they got a good following. This could be good. Yeah. Oh, and I try think to about expand. that from time to you time. Know, I, I, I still do admittedly think about that. Yeah. But then I always usually go back to, I like talking to musicians. Like still, I had just me and Mikey Silas from Apostle Jones. He, he was sitting where you are. And he and I for like an hour and 45 minutes and he played a song. I just had such a great time. That's just, really cool. Just sitting yeah. there, just digging into mm -hmm. that. And, yeah, you know, I would have had a good time here for that as well. I'm sorry. I think I don't know where you were. <laughs> just want to highlight that. Yeah. But that was, again, just like I just like I, the, those are ones that I remember. I remember yeah. ones like that where, 
you know, uh, I've had a lot where I just kind of just do just me one-on-one. And mm-hmm. some of those are crazy. Some of those are a lot of fun. Some of those are chill. Like Jacob Holland. I had a ton of fun talking mm. to Jacob. For an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was, we never met each other. And we basically just got mm-hmm. to know each other for two hours. Well, the dimension, like people all have these other dimensions. Like, uh, you know, in my case, I'm talking to, you know, people in food. Sure. Um, they come to that career in very different ways. Right. So many, um, yeah. Some of them are, you know, it was a last resort and they're kind of like, you know, damaged. And some people... It just became, you know, it was this passion because of, you know, inspiration that they had or I don't know, whatever. And I just I think that's interesting. Something I also wanted to ask you both, really, I mean, it's I I, I still I like when people reach out to me and ask about being on. Now, I will say Mm. that um, I've gotten really good at. um, I, already not, know, I already know where you're going. Not feeling bad about saying no, thank you. But when I started, um, and again, it, it feel there's like a, there's a little bit of an ego thing, but also like I I joke a little bit. Like I feel like I heard from every home baker, sure, that um, exists that just bakes something out of their house and they bake cookies or they bake these special. Th- I don't know. I was ever. I was like, mm, I just. My lane was, you know, I was able to articulate what my lane is and no thank you. Um, I have a pitch right now from somebody, pitch is the wrong word, but it would probably be an interesting podcast, but the Cleveland connection is a little weak and it's one of those where I'm like, "Mm, probably a a general interest. It could be a very interesting podcast, but something about it just feels not on brand. you have to go with that, right? Like you have, yeah, yeah, the, the, that is was always my easiest mm-hmm. no. Um mm-hmm. and it's the same thing for the Buckeye Flame. I mean the pitches are six a day. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Six a day. Yeah. Cool. You gotta be LGBTQ, it's gotta be Ohio. Mm-hmm. If it's not one of those two things, and there are those moments of like, oh, this person has a big following, but then right, this is this idea in, in podcasting of narrow casting, and I love the phrase narrow casting, that that's what we're starting with. We always want to start with narrow casting, of building an audience who understands this is what I go to that mm-hmm. podcast for. Mm-hmm. And the minute that you confuse them yeah. is when you dislodge them, and they're like, wait, but that's not what I come here for. Like, even, even right, wait, wait, don't tell me, is my, is, has yeah. always been... yeah. My my goals of pod. I love wait wait don't mm-hmm. tell me, and I have to say that wait wait don't tell me during the pandemic, not in front of a live studio audience. Oh yeah, I stopped listening. Yep. Obviously, that was out of necessity, sure, but it was sure. like we have yep. this brand, mm-hmm. and so it, it really does have an effect when we say yes to. I I, I say often there was um, the 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 two that always come up for me are one a book that I thought was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I said yes to mm. him being on there. I mean, the book was grammatically bad. Mm. Uh, this is not, these weren't, it was just a bad, bad book. And the interview was terrible and mm. I suffered from yeah. it. And the other one that I always talk about, I don't I don't know if I talked about this when I was on, but was was when the when I got the pitch of the, uh, can you please have this gay guy from Menudo? And I'm like, oh, uh, do we talk about this? Yeah. yeah. I, don't we, I don't know if we recorded it, but I know we've talked about yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Ricky Martin. And it wasn't. There was another one. And so I had not Ricky Martin on. And not Ricky Martin had half a million followers. And 
he, he became famous because he would take off his shirt on on Facebook and sing DuckTales or sing like, and he was uh, objectively bad. Like, no, this wasn't subjective. He's objectively a bad singer. He was terrible. And I'm thinking, well, let me just chase the follows. Let me chase the follows because right. he's going to promote it. But this isn't what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. people on who I don't yeah. believe in. Yeah. And it was you, it was worse than I ever could have imagined. You yeah. also can't rely or assume that people will share and promote. Like he did. That's interesting. Yeah. And he spliced out all the identifying information oh. for. So he uh. was on. Whitney Houston had just died, and he said, "Oh, people confuse us all the time." No, they don't. Not Ricky Martin. That has never happened. <laughs> and like the interview was so so bad. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, at least he's going to promote it. And he did promote it. He put it. It's right now on his uh, YouTube page. It's got tens and tens of thousands oh of my listens. God. But he spliced out all the identifying information for the show. Oh wow. And thank God, because all of the comments are, wow, this is a vapid, uh, horrible interview. And like, why is this interviewer kissing his ass? He sounds like an idiot. And so it was one of those, I strayed from my authenticity. This is not what I do. No, it's good advice. Right? Mm -hmm. And I I would have paid for it had he not. If my name was on that, I would be mortified. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you, not Ricky Martin. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that story. And I, I can't remember if you told it live or off, but I do remember because I remember the not Ricky you Martin. You pay thing. for going off brand. You really mm-hmm. do, and 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 you have to be able to to say to people like because maybe that person that you're saying no to will then refer someone else over to you. You never yes. know. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's so important that 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 people say no. This is what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Rigidly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and identifiably. It's, yeah, it's tough. I, I th- th- there's no easy way around. That I, yeah. I don't think like yeah. I probably not a lot three times a month maybe I'll get an email and they're always bad they're all, you know <laughs> right. they're, they're always He's talking I about should me. you know I should right. you know I do this and I'd love to come on and I'm like why mm-hmm. right like I got bored reading your email right. like and, and I'm, I'm not and yeah I'm not trying to be you know negative toward anybody yeah. and you know everyone's working a job and doing this and doing that but I think with well we've kind of had on here is really just a blend of a lot of different kinds of people, yeah. which opens up to, of course I can come on. He has everybody, all these different people come on. Um, my, I, my, my worst one was, was that mm-hmm. where I agreed to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to this day, I wish it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, and it wasn't bad for the way that, well, actually it was kind of bad but in a way that his was, it was a very where, this person did not understand at all the way they were coming off. Mm. And in 10 minutes, I was like, fuck. Mm, yeah. Everyone knows these you. are a minimum hour yeah. and a half. How can I wrap this up in 45 minutes? And I couldn't. Yeah. And um, I regret it. Obviously, I'm not going to take it down. I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. Sure. But, uh, yeah. It was one that, uh, and again, in the grand scheme of things, I've been lucky. Because it's really, really happening once. Mm-hmm. Another one wasn't as good, but it wasn't bad. But one was I wish didn't happen. Well, you just, you post your, mm. you post your episodes yeah. and you sort of let them, I mean, you put up a, an Instagram post or whatever and you let them live, right? You don't, you don't go super crazy about. No, no. Yeah. I, uh, and the I, guests promote it, which is a big deal. The guests, it's very rare, truthfully, yeah. that a guest yeah. does not promote these. Um, very, very rare, truthfully. That's meaningful. I'm not e- going to because a, I want to win. Yeah. Even for like a, uh. <laughs> You're gonna come in second, don't worry. I'm even if uh, just shooting for fourth. Even if they're just, even if they're just grabbing my story and yeah. posting it, I, I don't care. That's cool, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's a, I do want to kind of give them some legs, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get lucky because the guests are cool, and each week is a different audience because they bring a new audience, so right. that's nice, and I like right. that. Yeah, that I like is that pretty neat. You've managed to... Yeah, you know what? Because I'm not Actually, interesting. I need. I can't have another uninteresting person on. But but it is really interesting <laughs> that your uh, your brand is what um, just interesting people. So, but they're but they're they're so widely varied in what they do, yeah. which is very cool. Well, I think that's where Cleveland and then they, I I kind of wanted to pivot into kind of like the uh, like the different places you, know, you and I had talked maybe God, I don't know. We've been talking for like two months. I know. What about like some of our places and some of the things, but I, yeah. I want to pivot yeah. to that, but it's because yeah. of that. Yeah. I think Cleveland does have a lot to offer in terms of that, in terms mm-hmm. of music, in terms of comedy, in terms of, you know, personalities, restaurants, athletes, fighters. I mean, I've, there's just too many. People have asked me all the time, like, are you worried you're going to run out? Like, no, no, I'm not at all. Yeah. I'm not worried about that mm-hmm. at all. I have, I always have a list of 20 people that rotates in and out that I'm going to reach out to have reached out to have already scheduled, got to know when I'm moving on, but there's always 20 people that I'm, I'm working on now. I'm, I mean, I have an episode I haven't released yet. That'll go out, you know, Mm -hmm. before yours, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Mm -hmm. there. There's more than enough people. And, most of them want to come back on too. Well, cause the and best part of this yeah. is not, I mean, look, it's really great to be, uh, to know that this will go out into the world, but the best part of this is this, yeah. is oh, this yeah, conversation. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you would have been like, oops, forgot to hit record. I would have been like, whatever. Like this was a fun night. Are we recording? <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, you know, this is a good trial run, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I regret talking about Phil Delzato <laughs> and John Fourth Callahan. <laughs> Is it John Callahan? Joe, Joe Callahan. Joe Callahan. I'm sorry. Joe Callahan. But yeah, I uh, I I agree. It's yeah. Uh, you had cool. you haven't had someone on twice yet then yet. Oh gosh, no. It's I, a really cool moment. Yeah, I've thought oh, I thought about. Love I, it. I have some opportunities where people are evolving and doing some things, but um, I mean, if it feels right, I'll do it. Like, I mean, that's the thing. I'm not. Actually, I'm feeling really confident right now to just go and sort of just do what feels right. Because I think I'm happy that the people that listen like it and I'm I'm providing value to them. But people but people like it. Because you enjoy doing it. Yes, I would say that's People true. can hear that. They, they, oh my they really, gosh, really can. Yeah. yeah I think they really can. If you're, and I mean, you're a podcaster. He's podcast yeah. radio. You've listened to, to, to podcasts yeah. before where I, I've turned off in three minutes. I'm like, and that's what I didn't want to do. Yes. I can just have a list of questions, just read questions to you. That's stupid. I don't want to do that. Or, or they're very self-indulgent. Super. Like, you know, it, you have to know when it's, you have to just understand that you, it's not about you. Un- unless you're doing a podcast and it's about you, then great. I completely agree. And if mm-hmm. I can bring this back to myself, I think this would be a good time I to do I would love that. it if you would. <laughs> Let's pivot. Let's talk about you. I mean, I do have the title for this episode. I have to say that's one of my favorite things is that I do feel that for the vast majority of episodes where I've been able to sit here, I've also come up with the titles. You usually do. I like that. And the titles are usually just some weird thing that we said during the <laughs> Yeah, episode. this one is Crustables and Pawpaws. Done. <laughs> that's done. That's that's written and done. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's the spectrum. That's like very natural food to very manufactured, lab-created food. I don't even know which is which. Oh, manufactured yeah. is 100% the Crustables. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and for you know sure. what? I'm cool with it, and I still support it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm confusing manufactured from fabricated. I still don't believe pawpaws are a thing. So I'm excited for you to well, you like don't take shard, some video. You still don't think Chardon is real? Think no, you guys real have to go. And Chardon is the pawpaw capital of Ohio. I just learned. Yeah, just yeah. Found out. Did you? Is that real? No. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I didn't think so because I thought <laughs> we have an odd connection. Don't steer to me Chardon. wrong. I was thinking it was like Southern Ohio Appalachian Athens. kind of yeah, like yeah. sort of in there where the festival is. And I every time I say Appalachian because I know that. It's actually correct. I feel like there's a bunch of people thinking like, she's so stupid. It's Appalachian. But like, do you remember when it switched oh, yeah. to Appalachian and that became oh, yeah. a thing? I, I try um, to be very wait, appropriate. Wait, what's the one that I do? Oh, Spokane, Washington. Is it Spokane? It is Spokane. Oh, interesting. God, you two are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but we're highfalutin idiots. And we are highfalutin. the important thing. We are highfalutin. I mean, yeah. I, I love, uh, there's times, there's a time and a place to be highfalutin. Like I, I like I like to say like I love I love a bougie tasting dinner. If I had an opportunity to go to El Bulli in Spain, um, with I was like, is that in Tremont? I didn't even no, know where that no, was. No, I'm so excited. It's actually closed. It's uh, Frond Adria was this very um, con- conceptual chef um, that he came to town actually and did something at Greenhouse or. Uh, yeah, Greenhouse Tavern, I think. But anyway, if I had an opportunity to do something like super highly elevated and, and conceptual, I would do it. But because for the experience, not yeah. because I think it's better than anything. But at the end of the day, like one of my favorite things in the world is Swenson's. I just fucking uh... love Swenson's. And I can't get them to talk to me. Like they're like, we're busy opening stores. I'm like, I mean, what do I, I'm a Swanatic. I love Swenson's. I'm like super engaging with them on their Instagram. They always post like, if you had to pick between one of these three, you know, a potato teaser and fries and whatever. And I'm like, the potato teaser, you know, yeah. like I'm like what always. We, yeah. What are we, cretins? Of course. the. Potato I mean, teasers. come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I just love it. the toasted cheese. I don't know why bread and cheese. I think they make the best grilled cheese I've ever had. I have, I've, I can't stray from my, my classic Swenson sandwich. I, I can't make Swenson's. myself do it. You what? never had Swenson's? I don't think so. Uh, oh, I'm going to take you to Swenson's. Mm. Swenson's, it started in Akron, and there were yeah. like four locations in Akron. Then they. Like, where's the nearest one here? Seven Hills? Yes. Oh, no, no, North Olmstead. There's one in North Olmstead. Yeah, now. yep. And there's one in Parma is, on is like a... Brook Park. Where do you live? It's a, it's What's like, like a, where's, it... where do you live? What's your geography? Like, where do you I'm live? I'm in Lakewood? Detroit Shoreway. Detroit Shoreway. Yeah, you probably need to go down to. But like, is it a like a? It's like a root. I, it's it's uh, so you remember like the 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 root beer stands where you just kind of pull yeah. up. It's like that. Like in like my head, it's burgers roller skating people. No, be- it's uh, yeah. not roller skating people. They they have car shoes. hops. Before it became wrong to only have male car hops running and taking your order because now females do it which is very cool and liberating these like it's ruined the business model though. yeah it's like these really <laughs> and then they got nominated these, not like, in the category these with like so strapping <laughs> young uh athletes because they the, oh. their stick is that they come running out yeah and you eat in your car yeah, and no it's idea. just great it's delicious you know, I know I, 25 people that have worked this one because i grew up in akron so oh, and there yeah. were three of them there was montrose west and stowe and the original one is the best next to the headquarters because they don't mess anything is up. Is it North not Hill. ice cream as well? Or am I totally they, making they that do, up? They have actually shakes. milkshakes. Really good shakes. They have like a peanut butter and jelly shake. And their burger, and their burger, the Galley Boy wins yeah. best burger in Ohio yeah. like every year. Yeah, I don't get the Galley Boy. I a do kosher two. vegetarian. I don't I do two. Are you vegetarian? I am. I mean, they have a good veggie. They call it a veggie boy. Salad boy. Salad boy, yes. That sounds like um, lettuce on a bun. They, my, I get the two patties, cheese, raw onion, lettuce, and mayo. And sometimes I put pickle on it. That's like my 
That is my Swenson's. No, you're gonna you're gonna order. you're gonna tweet and Facebook and Instagram out this that you repped Swenson's on this podcast. Oh, I'm gonna do they're it. They're gonna be. I'm on, totally gonna exploit gonna this. I planned this. I was just no. Well, what do you? I'm just curious, like, because I think it'd be fun to talk about food for a little bit. I mean, what do you guys? You're a vegetarian. I am. And like, what do you? What are? What do you love? Like, what do you just love to eat? What's comfort food to you? Uh, my favorite food. dish in Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, is the bibimbap at Korea House. Um, it is without question. It is like my happiest. I have dish. been to Korea House. Yeah. Uh, I I adore Korea House. I adore that dish. It just it truly it truly makes me happy. Mm. It's like the comfort food, and I am full afterwards. I love the experience of being there. It it truly is mm-hmm. like um, my favorite one. There there used to be. I don't know if. Um, Pura Vida is still open downtown. No, it's not been open for a while. Oh yeah, that pl- I do remember that. Yeah, really like yeah, because they really catered to vegetarian. Yeah, that was really that's good. really that's really nice. I mean, do you do you go to Cloak and Dagger? Just went for the first time last uh, um, Thursday. Nice. I love it, and and that chef there is doing some really great now because I've been nuts. I can't do a lot of it. But their I, French fries are crazy. He's, he's great. Love yeah, creativity. Casey, one of the owners, came on. Oh yeah, yeah, she was hilarious, and she, she brought so our awesome. drinks out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually Casey's would like awesome. to talk to her um, or um, her co-owner. The the um, now I'm drawing a blank. I reach on him. out to her. I mean, that's they have a very yeah. awesome oh. mentality there. Where literally, like any given night, like Casey and she's she'll like she'll host, she'll bust, she'll bartend. Oh, yeah. Like they just kind of do it all mm-hmm. together. You won't you don't know who the owners are. It's a really cool. It drink. is. I've no, been there a couple times and I love it. It's like one of my favorite places. What about you? Yeah. What's comfort food for you? What's your Cleveland dish Ooh, that you just love? If I'm like comfort like Sunday where I'm chilling and I yeah. kind of want a full stomach, yeah, Greek Village for sure. I've not had Greek Village. Crazy. Mm. Uh, is I that also not a chain. I don't think so. Like a local chain. I think well, it's a local, local. chain. I think they have another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do love, they got great gyros, really oh, good gyros. Yeah. I do love crushing on some taco tantos too. Love oh, taco tantos. I really, love really it. do. And they're just down the street from here. I went through a bad breakup there, so I don't go there anymore. I know. Oh, so I know the Kent really, one really pretty good. well, but I, I forget that there's one in Lakewood. I just right street in Madison. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, I do. I love it's that right place. Um, yeah. There's so many. Like when, yeah. when I, like I've always thought like you know whenever someone comes into town i have to know pizza wings breakfast mm-hmm. steak vegetarian oh, mm-hmm. i have to know where to tell pe- italian i gotta yeah. know where to tell people yeah. to go yeah and i really kind of make it a point to know that like just to, to shoot out ideas because i just mm-hmm. i think it's so important there's so many good restaurants here this is a there are very I big know. food and drink city mm-hmm. and there are some great ones yeah like, like i in, can't get yeah. enough of Il Rione. Il Rione. i was just going to say that Il Rione. we just went last friday night oh Ariel, I think That's they have the so best pizza. Fun. I was literally just going to say, and there's some great ones. Harlow's is great. Yep. Sense is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Sense is on my hit list. I got to get there. But I, yeah. th- I think still, I've had them all. I still think El Rion is the it's best. It's so funny city. when you know he's got a cool story too. He's got a cool story. Yeah. I'm from New Jersey. I remember when he was building it, and I was walking by just to. I had been reading about it, and I was walking because that's where I live, right off of 65th Street. And I was walking to Edgewater Park, and he was outside, like working on something. And just, I think I was, let's just, I want some excuse, like I was dehydrated or sunstrokes or something. But I so obnoxiously said, when are you opening? And he's like, what the fuck is your problem? I said, <laughs> I said, I'm from New Jersey. He goes, get the fuck in here. And so I got uh, a tour of it before it opened. And, oh, and like, shit. even on Friday night to walk in there and have him say, Ken, I'm like, oh my, yeah. you know, like, it's just, it was a really cool moment. We found this spot at the bar. 
uh, in the corner, and the woman next to us was so intoxicated, <laughs> and the owner of a very prominent Cleveland restaurant. Mm. And it was just a very fascinating experience. I was there on a date with a chef from another restaurant. And so it was just like this confluence of food drama where mm. I'm like, this is top chef. Uh, <laughs> and I was just so into it. But but the pizza was, it is, I don't know that everybody really understands. Like I love that people love it, but I don't know that everybody gets it truly is New Jersey pizza. Oh, interesting. That's what there I is, grew mm, up on. I have mm. never had an off night at El Rio. Nope. I've been there 10, 15 times. There's never a time where I was like, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Like there oh, are wait, like no. everything that's happened recently, and I know it's not a lot of like restaurants business fault, but there are some restaurants that I used to love that have really fallen off. Yeah. And yeah. service, I don't care about the service. Yeah. I understand if things take long. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But the food has gotten bad at some mm-hmm. places. El Rion is not one of them. No. So do you all right, question for you then. Yeah. So you have someone that comes in town, you have a yeah. you know, food cast, kind of makes sense. So you'd be like, <laughs> where should we go? Give me what are like three? You like you all encompassing the places go. you have to go. You haven't come to not, Cleveland if yeah. you haven't. Or not maybe even Cleveland, but I, like you'll yeah. leave satisfied. Yeah. yeah, I always every single time I go to it, like when I used to go to like Nashville. Yeah. I um, love Nashville. I had a friend that was in Nashville. <laughs> mm-hmm. She would always take us to the places that were off the strip, the places right. yeah. that Nashville right. people go. Yeah. So what are your three mm. places that Cleveland people go? So, so I I um I, <laughs> I recommend I've, I'm I've done this nervous. a lot of times. I recommend um I like to I just <laughs> I'm I'm a I mean I'm grew up in suburb I'm a very suburban person so just excuse what I'm about to say but I like to park once and like have like a lot of uh, opportunities sure. to go to different yeah, places yeah, yeah. right and um so I love to go I like to go to Cloak and Dagger I always say to people nice. I'm like yes. go to Cloak and Dagger um and it's not that you shouldn't eat there because it is they're very talented um but I always think of it as a before and after place. I do. Like, I like to go, I like to be like, go make a reservation at like 4.30, 5 o'clock at Cloak and Dagger, hang out for like 90 minutes, have two drinks. And then um, from there, I really like to direct people to, I like Parallax. I think they're always just solid. I'm so sorry. I get confused all the time. If I am facing them, which one is on the right and which one's on the left? Like, which one is south side and which one is on the right? Parallax is on the left. Got it. Yeah. I have not. You just asked me this a week ago. I did, right? Did <laughs> yes. we just talk about this? We did. I have not been to Parallax. Yeah, I've Parallax. Parallax is okay. surprisingly, I mean, good sushi I, considering that they're remember. not an Asian restaurant, but yeah. they're it's a they do a really respectable sushi in okay. town. Um, so I like that, but I also I think Dante is an exceptional restaurant, and you don't have to eat the big giant expensive forty dollar chop at Dante. Is what that I the love one with about the bank? Dante in the bank, yeah. Okay. What I like about Dante is um, they do. Th- pastas in three sizes a taster uh middle and then a large so like i've gone in there and i've had three tasters of three different pastas and that's really that's fun for me because like a taster might be like four or five bites and you have three of those and then that's like a nice size dinner I'm for so like i'm so excited to check that out a small person um so i like that um while I, you're there yes i will say i don't know the name yeah, of the place yeah the sushi downstairs oh yeah Gin- um ginkgo I honestly Ooh. think was the no best. Gin, Gin, Gin's, Ginko. 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 Yeah, it's Ginko. Mm-hmm. It, for me, was the best I've had in my life. And so I've good. To, I, again, yeah. vegetarian sushi. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that date. No, in he knows. Well, I mean, he worked so for. Um, Not the more, guy. Uh, he worked. He opened um, Nobu Milan. Oh. 
Dante did. Like he, yeah. So he's he's got he's been around good sushi. Okay. Um, you know, you're paying for an experience there. It's a little that bit of a different. It's amazing. not like, but I so my go to like like I don't even want to say cheap because it's very very good is Mizu Sushi on Brook Park Road in Parma. M I Z U Mizu. It's really really good. Okay. It's like right off of like. Maybe like Ridge and Brook Park or something like that. I I've mean, never I think... been to Parma, but yes, okay. I would check that out. <laughs> but anyway, I wouldn't. I don't like out of town people. I don't lovely. direct them there. Yeah, I like. Um, I like Astoria. Great place. Yeah, something for everyone. Little you know bites and tasters and all kinds of things like that. There are Speak... a couple restaurants. Yeah, and I do put Astoria into that yeah. mix where I think if you eat meat, it's just rave worthy. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Astoria yeah. doesn't. Doesn't necessarily do they? I like their brunch. Uh, they actually have a lot of non. I actually things. some of the things mm-hmm. that that yeah. there are there all the other day because my wife is vegetarian, mm-hmm. so a lot of times we'll split stuff. Yeah, I, their meat stuff is not the stuff that stands out to me. Is that yeah. interesting? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd falafel there the other but day. They have, yeah. But they're yeah. they're a great great place. Yeah, I, I like. It. I think salt is exceptional uh, for great. the experience. I think yeah. they do a really nice job. Um, but again, a lot of people go there and are like hungry after or you know whatever it's just a different it's just a different kind of experience i feel like i'm going to sort of like these average go-to places no Um, not at all salt's a fantastic place trying to think um i went there on their second night open and i thank god that i went with some power (laughs) lesbians because the power lesbians paid that bill and we racked it up that's i didn't eat very much either but it was like it was a lot i think you you know they change their menu every like three months yeah something like that so you know sometimes there's a menu that um i i'm a little hard pressed to find something that i'm like uh, like like it's all it's a little uncomfortable for me i'm like oh i don't know if i want rabbit or whatever you know but yeah i've learned to trust jill very much so i think their food is really really good so i'm willing to go out on a limb um i would put i would actually put larder in there i would put jerry Mm. mans jeremy mansky's larder um the koji cured pastrami is a, just a flavor of, again, it's meat, but um, you're just not going to taste it at a Corky and Lenny's or a Slimans or a Jack's Sale. It's just, it's just different to me, and I think it's really, really kind of fun. Um, so I definitely would do those. I went those. to a fermented workshop there once, and I had <laughs> fermented chocolate that didn't work out for me. Yeah, well, did not enjoy that experience. You see regular chocolate. He's yeah, just he's um. I like creativity. He's a mad scientist. Oh yeah, I mean, that's what the book was about. Yeah, the book Mm -hmm. was. Oh, I mean, I'm never gonna like cure koji in my house and grow it, mold spores. I'm not gonna ever do that. But if he wants to do that and I can eat his food, I'll do that. I'll tell you what's on my radar right now for anybody to go to. Cordelia. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean. In the old Lola space, so Lola, this, you know, on fourth, uh huh, okay, Lola, you know, he Simon's really not a Clevelander anymore. I mean, whether yeah. I mean it, that's probably like blasphemy, but he's really not. I mean, he lives in New he's York. He's been and, here in years. Yeah. No, and so he's I think you know Mabel's yeah. okay, fine, and you know what was yeah, I guess there's two Mabels now, but I Cordelia, admire that there is not a single vegetarian thing at Mabel's. Like I admire, no. I, I kind oh, yeah. of admire oh, yeah. that. Dude, their like, water there is literally bacon is right. not one thing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, but Cordelia is. Um, they renovate it. First of all, they. Uh, and it's, I think the owners or the investors of Cordelia are part of that forward hospitality group. So they're doing a lot of high-end clubby stuff that I'm probably never going to go in at this point in my life because I don't pass. have the wardrobe. Like, no. Yeah. But Cordelia, they they kept the big, beautiful bar, but they renovated it. And it's, they they're the shtick 
is modern grandma and Midwest nice. And, oh, and they fun. really, it, it, it carries it through and it's delicious and it doesn't break the bank. Lola was a, I felt like Lola was a power lunch place and then sort of a place where you went like maybe twice a year before a, th- a theater show. Right. I think Cordelia is, um, it, it's got such an interesting environment. Um, the chef is good, Vinny Cimino. Uh, they have a big open chef's um a big open kitchen with a a, it's not a it it is a chef's table but it's not like a a bougie chef's table where you're gonna immediately have to like you know spend like 250 dollars to sit there it's just it's a much more accessible restaurant but it feels very very special and beautiful it feels very old school you know how like the vibe of um remember when pickwick and frolic opened and how that felt very like 40s and 50s clubby mm-hmm. it has that to me it has kind of that throwback feel what's the bar that i like down there that you go the society oh yeah oh, society. Society. that's pretty mm-hmm. cool by yeah. the way i'm like hyper defensive now i feel like i dissed on astoria i really like astoria i'm there all the time oh no no yeah I, no. I like I, I i'm there all the time i also like spaces astoria's patio is amazing yeah, to me yeah um, toasts patio. Toast is, is really nice. Toast has, I, I, I just toast. like very yeah. specific. Di- like the buffalo cauliflower toast oh, is like one of my favorite things. I, I am a buffalo cauliflower connoisseur. I love it. And um, theirs is good, right? The toast I, one. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I think a Rowley Inn is a great spot. Oh god, right? a Rowley Inn. Such a good oh, food I don't even place. Know what you're talking about. Oh, it's right by the Christmas, Christmas Story house. Yeah. Like literally across the Never street, seen you can that movie, see it. But I have a sense of where that is. Yeah, and- Raleigh, Raleigh is almost it almost hits like a couple different categories mm-hmm. of like, like bar, bar food, brunch, dive. It's weird. It but is. It's every and the food, I but the food's exceptional. I love their Oh, I love that. Yeah, you should check it out. And for some reason, I actually feel like they do pretty well within the vegetarian realm. Right. But I'm not sure. Oh, they actually, I think they do. Right. Great. I love their breakfast. I love. Yeah. Their breakfast. And then, so another bar that I just discovered quite by accident. Uh, my son lives actually on that street. Is Hotz's. Do you ever go in Hotz's? I don't know that one. So it's on the corner. It's on the corner of. Um, I don't know if that's Starkweather. And uh, West Tenth, it looks like Hots H O T Z. Oh no, I've driven by that. Right, I didn't know what that you're like was. it's that little corner bar, <laughs> and it's like I, w- I for the longest time I was like, what's that bar Hots? I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, okay. Hotses, I promise you, when you go in there, there's like a little um, not what's the what's the table not table tennis. What's the thing where you? It's not shuffleboard. Air hockey. Yeah, there's some kind of game. I don't know, but okay. I guarantee you, football. I guarantee you, there will be two like seventy year old ladies behind the bar, yeah. and they do not do food. Forget about it. Like if you are hungry, there is a there is like a little clip of sour cream and onion potato chips that you can buy, and it is no frills. So it's just a fun place if you just are, like if you just got some business to do or you just want to meet up with somebody and maybe you're going out later. Hoses is just really fun because it's just real. It's just so real, and I'm there's so no hungry. pretension whatsoever. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I just want to <laughs> now. I want to just go to one of my favorite places and just eat there, but it's too late. I can't. I know. One it's that too I, late. I tell anyone who will listen, the mole at Luchita's. Oh, yeah, is one of my favorite. I am Luchita's such, closed. Didn't they it? just closed. Yeah, I have to go. Oh, no, so they, but I will I tell you, I have, months, like I have a good authority. Yeah, I have a good authority though that they recognize that the brand, the name, the original Luchitas, because there were some other like random. Lu- There's one in Hudson for a while. I don't know. Really? There was. Yeah, huh. it was like a, it was. There's one in Chardon. Yeah, um, it's not going away forever. 
Okay. I just need a good mole. It's one of those things that I've always wanted to make on my own. Mm. I've never. Yeah, because that's a lot to mole. I don't they like 140 I, ingredients? I do. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that somebody. I just saw Eric Williams. He came to the thing I was at just before I got here. The reason I was late. Uh, he's a nice guy, and I think both Momocho and LC are great places. El Carnicero, I like both of them, and I, I think like they're El delicious. Carnicero. Wait, isn't it the same menu? Um, is it? Same owner, oh, I it and was. Um, Momocho to me is a little more. F- it's a fuss to me. It's a little fussier Mexican. I've had some huh. weird tequila nights at El Carnicero. I thought it was the yeah. same menu at both, though. No. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. my bad. No, El Carnicero is a lot more casual and probably oh. a little bit closer to your taco joint. But yeah, yeah. it's no. cool. It's it's a cool yeah. chill. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I, this is where I'm gonna either be very validated or not at all. Yeah. I'm gonna say the name of a place and I'm gonna get your reaction because I have a really strong feeling I, about I can't this wait. place that I don't I can't share wait. with anyone. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Le Petit Triangle. Oh, uh, okay. I I have had exceptional experiences there like i've had sort of fun girl days and whatever and i've also i think they've struggled to bounce back and rebound i don't understand it i, I feel like we agree with right you okay. yeah i feel bad for saying that because i think that they mean and well. i really like their food yeah but yes i'll tell you what after everything kind of settled i think they have mm-hmm. we had it and again you know, first world problems. It was a fucking nightmare going there. <laughs> I mean, it was a real, I mean, it was like, yeah. what grade score is everyone yeah, like it was from a, it, that's uh, working It here? was one of the first, um, it was one of the first places I went. I, I, I give them a, some grace. I've been there probably twice now. And both times it's been like, I've been like, okay. Um, I admire what they've built. I admire no, the fact I, that people are constantly wanting to get in there. Oh, oh yeah. complete. Oh, for, for real. All no, it, it's an, I think. I think it's set out to be a real experience and be different. And I think it maybe can be that again. I, I just, you know, the, the industry has not really bounced back. Um, I am who someone said before you weren't as much of a service person. I want to be treated nicely. Like I just think, I think it is so important to at least not have somebody just kind of, you walk in, it doesn't matter if it's a place where I'm going to drop $100 or $30. It just, I want the person who's greeting me to at least act just a little bit enthusiastic that I'm there. Like, just to know that your job might be to look up. I don't want to feel like up. I'm bothering someone. Right. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I want people to teach eye contact. And I don't know, I think this is, let's go, we're talking about social media again. Like, a generation of people that don't know how to look at each other and say, like, I'll be right with you. Like, acknowledge that I'm there. Acknowledge this. Acknowledge that something happened. Learn how to apologize. Be empowered to fix something. And I, that's not what I'm seeing right now, mm. uh, with rare exceptions, you know. That, you know, so it, mm. the food was still good. And I really do like the food. Mm-hmm. I, I had a similar experience where it was very, 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 we were there for, I mean, like an <laughs> hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Can't. And there wasn't a whole lot of eye contact and it, honestly i don't think it was a malicious i think the server all the servers the entire staff knew this was not going well yeah for yeah anybody in the mm-hmm. restaurant mm-hmm. everybody was just sitting there like um we have to work tomorrow are we gonna get <laughs> right yeah it was my mom said i have to be home for hanukkah yeah. <laughs> like we got it yeah. yeah that mm-hmm. was a that was one and that was a bummer for me mm-hmm. and that was actually one where you know, again, I I'll, I can deal with service. I can't get that, but yeah, it was a it was mm-hmm. a very where I was like, I don't think I can come back here. 
Yeah. I, I can't. It was it was really I mean, we spent a lot of time. Yeah, there. no. And, and, you know, I, my son works for um, Zach Brule at Albatro and Zach and Julian. We remember him. Yeah, anyway. they're very um, <laughs> they're very um, they train really, really well. And yeah. they have a high expectation on their service because of where they've worked and stuff like that. Sure. And, um, it's not everybody's cup of tea and it's harder. It's kind of hard to work for them. Um, but I think they know what they want to create. And I, I, res- I respect that. Like you know. I will always say, I regardless of how I feel about it, because I feel a very, I feel very, very strongly about it. I get excited every time I see a place crowded. Oh yeah, it just oh, excites me every time. Doesn't mean I'm going to go there. Now I'm not going to go there because I don't feel like waiting. But like it just, it makes me so happy for them. Like going to Amba and just seeing mm-hmm. so many people yeah. and going to yeah, like yeah, it, it just. It, it it just it fills me with joy that like you created this thing and people are coming to it. Yeah. And and even better if it's a place like Le Petit Triangle that I fundamentally don't understand. Mm-hmm. And still mm-hmm. when I walk by, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Good for you all. Yeah. That's, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the like pandemic so was um like I'm I'm such a social person that well, you must have, you recorded during that. I mean, you just kept doing your podcast, right? We got really lucky is that I had a bank. And us at the time, I was only releasing like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I had a bank of about five episodes. So we actually had about three months off where I was just releasing episodes. Okay. Okay. We got kind of lucky there. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, I, I towed the line as much as I possibly could with my husband's in medicine. So we were like... I'm we got s- it. You scored a doctor. Christ. I mean, I- hey, <laughs> I'm a Jewish doctor. Not a. I 100% have a PhD. Thank you. There- Tell your oh, story. Right. Go ahead. No, yes. I, I was just like processing that. I'm like, oh, Sorry, you have doctor. a point. You have a point there. No, I, um, I just, uh, the socialness, I just realized how social, how driven my life was around social experiences. Sure. And, um, and I did as much as I possibly could. Um, as soon as I possibly could, I was someone, I did all the rules. I got all the vaxes. I wore masks, sure. I wore, but I would laugh. I'd laugh. I'd be like, well, I'm wearing a mask and then I'm going to take it down to eat. And then I'm the whole, I, I the, the absurd, like it looking, was goofy, looking you know, back the whole thing now, is weird. It the still absurdity is, yeah. of it is, um, I'm a rule follower. I always have been. I was just like, yep, I'll do whatever I, I do. I'll do whatever it takes. But by God, I was going to go and I was going to have like human contact and I could not wait until, I mean, I had friends that were like still in double face mask N95 wearing the shield. And I was just like, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to brunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was hey, like, all... I also wanted to go and support. Like, I felt like we all had an obligation really took this very seriously. Like I was like, I couldn't support ever. I'm not a million. I mean, I'm married to Dr. Bright, but I'm not, no, I was I'm not married to a cardiologist. Right. <laughs> I'm married to a pediatrician. I, I, well, I had the doctor. means. I had. <laughs> so you married I, a shitty doctor. I had the means. I know. I should have just waited for that little extra, but I, I have. I'm as much of a doctor as a pediatrician. I'd rather have yeah. Ken operate on me. <laughs> Emotionally, oh yes. my god, I had the one means of my lines at the gay to bar, support, yes. um, you know, a handful of restaurants, and I thought, okay, who do I want? Mm, that's a who big do deal. I, who do I want to be to survive this? Sure. Who do I want? How can I do it? Who who do I, and I and I did, and and when when stuff started to open up very gingerly. I proudly went and said, I'm going to, I'll do it. I'm going to go and I'm going to support and I'm going to be there. And 
you know, judge, judge away. And everybody had to come to their own conclusion about what worked for them. And I just, that's how I lived. I was like, live and let live. Like, I'm not going to judge you for, you know, being freakishly obsessed with like wiping down your groceries. Don't judge me for, you know, going out and, um, and supporting. Right. So the first day was the first day it was open. I went out. (laughs) I did. Yeah. I was like, I don't get, I have to get out of here. I'll put on again. I didn't care. I'll put yeah. on them. I know the shit's weird. Yeah. But I put on a mask and I walk ten feet and take it off. I I know that doesn't make any sense. I know. I but know. But I'll follow the rule. But and we I'm all cool did with it. That. I don't, no. I don't. I I will. And I'll argue with anyone that had a problem with that when they're like, "That's stupid. Why should I have to?" I'm like, "If it's so stupid, just do it. If it's only ten feet, just put exactly, it on. exactly." Yeah, so I was never... dying to go outside. I have to tell you, the yeah. podcaster in me is like like thinking about time right now, yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm like obsessing I've over it. I've never wanted food more in my entire life. So <laughs> I am that. so sorry. Yeah. Um, I didn't bring any food. Um, you all are welcome to order your go home. Home. I know we'll have to find out who's, I have to find out where I can get some takeout on the way home. I'm just not really sure, but Greek that's a, down the street for real. That's another thing too. People aren't huh. open late as like they no. used to. It's hard to find, um, a place sometimes on a Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, some places for a while were closed Monday, Monday Tuesday, even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Monday it nights was, in Gordon square, not a great night to be hungry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what? I do have a. I do want to get your opinion. I want to give a suggestion if you haven't been there. Yeah. Since you're a, yeah. a, a food person, whatever. Yeah. Because uh, we were talking about like if someone comes in town, where do you tell them? Yeah. There is a couple. Yeah. LBM for sure. Oh, I I am very new to the LBM experience. Um, my son raved about it, and I was like, "What? what Cocktail food, heavy yeah, metal, really, really Vikings, good. Yeah, fucking sweet. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place for sure. Yep. From a beer brewery standpoint, Noble Beast is the best in the city. My favorite. The best. It's my Where's favorite. That? It's uh, downtown on Lakeside, kind of like by okay. the Brown Stadium. Like, kind of by yeah, Channel yeah. 3. and The best in the city by far. I agree with you 100%. From, I mean, great beer, All great food, great mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. That place is fantastic. No one ever yeah. says that, that one. Like, I can't even believe you just said that. Because you can it's... definitely go there. I think they have the best veggie sandwich uh-huh. I've ever yes. had in my right, life. But yep. where's our other favorite vegetarian kind of breakfasty spot in Lakewood? Oh, uh, uh, well, I think it was the root. That's exactly the root. Oh yeah. That's a cute place. I think Mm -hmm. the root has the best breakfast sandwich in the city. In the city. Mm. And their tempeh Reuben. Fantastic. Oh man. They got anyway, oh. what are you excited about coming up? Because yeah, I got? know I like, I know you eat. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I'm, I think. I don't know. I've got some good stuff lined up. I'm releasing one tomorrow that's got um, it's a farmer nice. who's um, in the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. And he was an engineer and decided in 2012 he wanted to try to get one of the farm properties in the park. And it's really interesting to hear, like, climate change is real. And when you talk to farmers and people that are watching the patterns of the land and how things grow, they're very concerned people. I was you today know? years old when I learned that there were farms in the Cuyahoga Valley. Uh, like there's park. like ten or eleven or I something. It's no very idea. very interesting. Um, I have no idea. There's actually uh, Oxbow Orchard. <laughs> Oxbow old. Orchard owned by um, a lesbian couple. Um, so that's a rarity just in general um, in farming. Oh, you're gonna have to give me their information. We'll totally Oxbow do a piece Orchard. On them. They do a little cute farm Oxbow stand Orchard? on Canal Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Lesbians who farm. Yeah, lesbians who farm. Um, Doesn't narrow it down. Yeah, really. I um, I don't know. Like I. I'm just, I, I feel very satisfied and happy and um, I'm working on some, you know, like I have a day job, I do marketing and communications and I freelance and um, I've just been enjoying this weird midlife, not giving a shit, uh, just 
trying everything on and seeing what fits. That. Like it's a great time to, I love it. I love this time of life. I wish my body would work just a little bit better. And I yeah. wish that, um, yeah, no, I've been, I've had a really, I feel, I feel like I've had, if I have nothing else good happen to me after today, I've had an amazing oh. life. Well, I, mean, I feel really know, satisfied. We talked I about, it off with this. Yeah. yeah. We, we talked about like, you know, the, you got to kind of be into because people know when you're not into the thing you're doing, mm-hmm. you're clearly into it. Yeah, Yay. which is going to help you make number two best podcast in the city. And I think that's great. I, I am. I will be honored to follow you. <laughs> I'm going to just beat the shit out of Trent Kill or whatever the hell that Trent one is. Trent Kill. I'll, I'll text him when we're done. <laughs> Hashtag my nomination. I, my I'm. I was no. It's really funny. I mean, I had this like weird Ken Schneck love affair that was happening from afar, <laughs> and well, now she's over it. <laughs> right? Like, no. Here's yeah. the thing, you. When uh, you meet these people in real life, it rarely measures don't up. Don't meet your heroes. I think we're. No, <laughs> I here's, so hard not to say that, and then you just. Here's the common thing between all of us. I think we all we all gravitate towards really genuine people. Yeah. And I can spot them a mile away. And um, I think everybody here is putting things out in the world just to to make it better and more connected and um to have a little fun and not take stuff so seriously but if they're serious stuff let's talk about let's it let's talk about it right so i love it it's been like an honor to so be where with do people tune yeah, in for the stuff you're stuff? talking about well so cle foodcast is um on all the all the platforms yeah. you know um and on instagram you know because i'm an influencer We've, yes. we established that that's what we heard person with Influence. I'm a person of influence with influence, yes. but not an influencer because yeah. that would be shallow. <laughs> You're under the gotcha influence. under the influence, yeah. and um, I am yes, yeah, and uh, and I, and I'm gonna wear my number two. I might get a T-shirt that says second oh. best podcast in Cleveland. You might end up winning. Uh, you seem to have a lot more reach than I do. <laughs> I uh, well, I don't have nearly as many episodes as we know, but I'm gonna play. I think I'm gonna play the gender card. I'm gonna play the girl card. How like, much would we all laugh if somehow this show is so gay wins the Cleveland <laughs> podcast? Wasn't even in the one that were nominated. We I, can all write it in. I'm gonna write to my buddies because I just feel that would be a great outcome. I for genuinely all of us. wanted to get a group of people together to get you to get best athlete over like Miles Garrett. And- <laughs> Nick Chubb. I thought it would be fucking great. I don't know who those people are, but I They're feel better than Browns them. They're Cleveland Browns football players. Okay. <laughs> when you told me that, I thought that was hilarious. You're like, will you vote for me? I'm like, of course. You're like, but for best athlete. Yeah. I really think I could have won best adult store. Yeah. Was that what it was? I, I, yeah, I think I voted for you for that, too. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, think I, I can't it. wait. I can't. Well, we have until what? September 15th to yeah, vote or so something have, like yeah, that. So the, a little over two weeks You know what? All I'm going to say is it is on and um, it could get ugly. Hey, I, I'm happy that we've been nominated for the second year in a row. I don't Amazing. care. Amazing. Like you've been Let's, around for enough years to be nominated the second year in a row. I mean, let, I'm a You know, I usually always never I'm even knew that this thing came around. My wife found it last year. She's like, hey, this is happening. You should right. really try to get in this. Let me adjust both of your expectations. <laughs> She doesn't even have a podcast, and I can almost guarantee you Connie Schultz is going to win your category. <laughs> so, just want to put that out there. Well, hopefully we can have her on, and she can tell us her secret. So. I will be here for that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I would. I would, I will absolutely tune into that oh, episode. Man. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's yeah. right. I appreciate you making the, uh, the time on a school night. Honestly, I am yes. so tired right now. Like yes. it's not tired and hungry. I'm That's hangry. I'm actually hangry. That I just have to walk upstairs and go. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God for it. the guest room. I'm ready to eat that fat dog over there. <laughs> Look at 
he's yeah that's yeah, i can't really argue on his behalf okay but she's referring to roscoe he's overweight and he's out cold but on his back kenneth thank you again thank you sir You're the best thank you man oh my coming. gosh Appreciate thank you it. all Good right stuff. thank you